One, two, is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Just in case you've forgotten. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year. Wrestling News Live. The bad boys of wrestling radio, the trade dog. We will never use the words shit, fuck, god, Jesus, fuck, or any other racial or sexual slurs. And JJ Sexay. I did not, I repeat, I did not sleep with that young intern. As a matter of fact, I was up. Oh, nice. Wrestling News Live. For the fans, by the fans. That's right, the franchise is back. Wrestling News Live. Demanding more respect from you starting now. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. Guys, good evening and welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live, right here exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. I am, of course, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay, and as always, kicking it old school right here on Wrestling News Live. We are just 24 hours removed from bragging rights, 48 hours removed from an incident that happened between Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker that's making quite the media headline but joining me on the show right now he is the founder guess who's back of wrestling news live <laughs> the dog is in the house ladies and gentlemen don't piss me off they say I'm cocky. 
dogs at? Where my dogs at? Where my dogs at? Good Monday evening to you. Big Dipper with the Big Dipper in the house. Ready to talk some wrestling. Ready to talk about this crazy weekend that we've had. Where, you know, I slowly sat and watched this develop over the course of the night on Saturday night. And I laughed at some comments. Some of the comments made me raise an eyebrow and go, hmm, maybe. You know, and then as it went on and it went on, then the, 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 the video of The Undertaker and Brock leaked out. And I thought, huh. And then even more, the more I thought about it, Paul Heyman spent an early part of Saturday night, long before the Brock Lesnar fight took place, talking about how Brock's best fight in the WWE, his best match, was in the cage with The Undertaker. And he kept going on about how great The Undertaker was and how, you know, a big part of Brock's career that was. And I thought, why are we talking about this? And this is way early Saturday evening, 7 to 8 o'clock. And I don't know what, what time it was when Brock actually fought in your neighborhood, but it was around 10, 30, 11 o'clock for me before the fight took place. And I got to tell you, I didn't believe it, wouldn't have thought anything of it, would have laughed your ass out of the chat room, might have even put a dollar or two ban on you for being so stupid to say there was anything going on between Brock and The Undertaker. And then it just kind of all made sense. Like, they lifted the veil, and the water parted, and the ocean was split. We walked across and got our answers. Somewhat. I mean, all the way to the Dana White interview that night, when he was like, I haven't heard anything between Brock and, and Undertaker, but, you know, yeah, there is truth to the fact that Brock and I argue a lot, and we don't see eye to eye, and, you know, should he want to go back to professional wrestling? Yes, that would be a loss. I'd hate to lose him. Hmm. It made you think. You know, pay-per-view in Brock's hometown. He happens to lose the UFC title the night before. All a little too convenient. <laughs> I'm sticking to my guns on this one. I think The Undertaker took an opportunity, maybe on behalf of World Wrestling Entertainment. I mean, obviously, there's been reports coming out. As soon as it happened, Dave Meltzer coming out saying, oh, well, the WWE tried to get a one-night deal for WrestleMania with Brock and The Undertaker. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I find it funny that there's this minor uh, <laughs> discussion with Ariel Hawani between The Undertaker Basically saying that Brock needs to improve on this and that. Brock Lesnar walks by, doesn't say anything to The Undertaker, and The Undertaker says, you want to go? And they made a big deal out of it. I mean, the internet just went apeshit nuts. You know, ten minutes after the fact, everybody's reporting that Brock Lesnar's going back to the WWE because he lost. You know what? It was smart for the WWE to do what they did. Whether Taker had a plan, whether this was Vince McMahon's idea, the sheer fact that The Undertaker knows how to work the wrestling media and knows how to work the IWC just showed brilliance on Saturday night. Because really, it got speculation going. I want to see the numbers for the buy rates for the pay-per-view because I guarantee you when it started hitting the interwebs and everybody was like, oh my God, oh my God, Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker are fixing to face off at WrestleMania. Again, bragging rights was in Minneapolis, Minnesota, excuse me, the hometown of Brock Lesnar. 
So yeah, it would have been convenient for that to happen, but there's no way in hell that Brock Lesnar is going back to the WWE for one night at WrestleMania. It was a ploy to boost interest in the pay-per-view. And The Undertaker succeeded in doing what he did because it did have all eyes focused on what happened. I, I loved watching the Buried Alive match and people just all over the place. Oh, my God, the Bro- Brock's going to run out and he's going to interfere in the match. He's going to bury The Undertaker alive. No. Loved it. As, as soon as the match started, JJ and I were talking to each other. We both agreed at the same time. Nope, Brock's not showing up. It was too early on the card. If Brock would have came out and made an appearance, it would have ruined the rest of the pay-per-view. I just I think it was a tremendous work. I think that he did exactly... It was such a beautiful thing. It was such a refreshing, just, oh, my God. And I like, I, 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 I like putting the pieces together. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I'm one of those, like, with the they scenario. I like to go and go, okay, now it's 7 o'clock tonight. Why tonight on Brock Lesnar's fight night is Paul Heyman talking about The Undertaker and saying that his best match ever was in the cage with The Undertaker? And then all of a sudden there's this conflict between Brock and, 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 and Undertaker. And if you watch the video, you could see that The Undertaker could care less about what was being said to him. He was concentrating on making sure he caught Brock as Brock went by. And Michelle McCool standing right next to him, playing up the whole, ooh, look at that, you know. And then when they asked what the reasoning was behind it all, when all Taker could say is it's personal, because there's nothing between them. It was all work, you know. It's all personal. It's all personal. It's personal, you know. No comment. Well, no, I just, that's all I can say. It's personal, you know. Then you got to add in the fact together that the pay-per-view was going to be in Minnesota the next night. Brock had just lost. I was already, I, I, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I was not one of those sold that Brock was going to show up. Especially when the match happened on the card where it happened. You know, I knew it was way too early in the night for the, for the shock of the night to happen that early on the card. There's no way. And so that killed everything for me. But... It did allow me to think of how awesome it would have truly been. Because you guys got to remember, and it still may be the case, I'm not an MMA guy. I don't know. What I do know is that when Lesnar showed up on the UFC scene, he was not welcomed by anybody. The fans hated him. The fighters hated him. They wanted nothing to do with him. He was an embarrassment and a black eye to their sport. And I thought, how cool would it be, even though it wasn't the case, it, it just set itself up so perfectly, how cool would it have been for Vince to show up on SmackDown on Friday night where they need the viewership and they say they're going to try to build to their number one product, Brock's music hits, everybody goes ape shit nuts on Friday, out walks Brock with Vince and Paul Heyman. And Vince explains that it's all been a work since day one when Brock left after WrestleMania. This was their plan. And they could make it work and make you believe that it was part of the plan. I don't know if I buy that or not. I mean, let's let's go back and, and take a quick history lesson with Brock Lesnar and the WWE. 
The guy was pushed to the moon and honestly carried the SmackDown brand in 2003. Right. I mean, he was the superstar for the SmackDown brand. And when he left in 04 after his match with Goldberg, he left a huge void in that company. If Brock Lesnar would have stayed with the company, John Cena wouldn't be who he is today. And that's True. a fact. I promise you that. But here's the thing. There's no way that they could ever play this off that this was a plan because Brock and oh, yeah. Vince have legitimate heat with each other. I mean, just look a couple weeks back when a, we had that phenomenal two-hour interview with Kurt Angle. We found out the origin of Brock Lesnar's tattoo, why he has a dagger on his chest that goes yeah. all the way to his throat. Because right. he felt trapped, he signed a seven-year deal and then decided that he didn't want to wrestle anymore after signing a seven-year deal. So Vince obviously was obligated to uh, you know, half the proceedings that Brock made in Japan. And again, so if you're trying to sell that they could come out some way and, and make this an angle that Brock and Vince are in cahoots and they did it to destroy the UFC or to get it. And I, I just, I don't see that argument. I, I don't, you don't think that in, the, in professional wrestling, two people could get together and tell a complete lie. Oh, well, no, I'm not saying that, but selling it, uh, I'm not saying that it's true. I'm just saying that if they, if they ever did come to a deal when Brock and his, whatever, six fights are over that Dana has him written under contract. If they ever, and I'm just saying, Right now, if ifs and buts were cherries and nuts, we'd all have a hell of a Christmas. I know it's a big if. I'm just saying how amazingly, amazingly, so many things fell into place in such a short 24-hour period. Well, that had had there not been this six-match contract between him and, and the UFC that's left, and 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 Vince could say, okay, Brock. Here's an insane amount of money. We want you to come back, and we're going to say that it was all a big plan from day one. There are so many things they could say to make that work that wrestling would would believe it. Whether it was true or not has nothing to do with it. How many times has wrestling, you know, been full of bullshit in the past? No, no, I hear what you're saying. I, I just, I don't think that they it could. To, it doesn't have to be true to be used on television is what I'm saying. No, no, and I see that. But there's no plausible way they get that to work. But I tell you what, let's go to the phone lines. We've got a call coming in. Uh, welcome to Wrestling News Live. I do believe we have Nick Paglino of WrestleZone.com. It's time to get in the zone. Nick, what's going on tonight, buddy? Gentlemen, what's up? Uh, we're just well, uh, we're discussing a little Brock Lesnar. Yeah, are, you guys talking about, are you guys talking about Brock Lesnar and Undertaker? What, what happened? <laughs> you, you tell yeah. us. You're the guy in the news here. Oh, what? I keep hearing something about Brock Lesnar and Undertaker. First of all, is he really an Undertaker? No. No, he's oh, not. okay. Okay. Unless they have Saturday nights off to go to UFC fights. I don't know. <laughs> I see. So, Nobody... yeah, I, I, I caught a little of, your, uh, little of your discussion there. I'm just saying, in the grand scheme of things, how wrestling angles work. And how companies compete. And how TNA just had this big six-month elaborate they thing play out. Which I'm a fan of. I'll still say I'm a fan of for now. Um, it would have been so easy. And it felt, it just, I mean, the layers just fell into place so well that they could have come out and said, this was something that we did from day one. 
we sent Brock to the UFC, blah, 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 blah. You know, we wanted to show them that one of ours could be the best at their, at, at what they do, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, just too many things fell into place so easily and unscripted that you could have taken that ball and ran with it big time. But the only problem, the only, the only, I'm just going to say the only problem with that is that from 2004 to about 2007 is, is quite a length of time to sell that he was being sent to the UFC. I mean, let's not forget he left to go play football. He wanted to play for the Vikings. That didn't work out. So I, it just to me, it would not sell itself. I'm sorry, just, I just don't buy. No, it's because you're looking at it from an "I know everything" because I'm in the media aspect. What I'm saying is, and even for guys like you that say it would never work because I know he went and did this first. Why wouldn't it? Why can't they say Brock went and tried football and failed and came back to Vince and Vince said, "No, I got nothing for you." Well, I mean, are, are you suggesting that this is just the storyline that they run no, with no, if no, Brock no, no. came back to WWE? No, no, we were just talking about how it's not going to happen because right. because Brock still has a lengthy contract with the UFC. Sure. And still, I'm sure, has mucho bad blood with the WWE. I was just talking about how un- un- unbelievably amazingly it would have been so easy had just a few a few of the pieces been in, a few more pieces been in place, how they could have come back knowing Vince and tried to make this into one of the biggest wrestling angles ever done. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, but, no, and, and it, it could. The, the, the only issue that I have, and I, and I think this is the problem that I have with, or this is the reason why I will agree with you guys, I, I, let's say we knew nothing about his contract with UFC. I, I still would say it ain't going to happen. Because from the professional wrestling and WWE's standpoint, it all makes sense because it's a scripted form of entertainment but you got to look at it from the ufc perspective once once they start you know once you allow a wrestler or, or excuse me a fighter to go wrestle a fake wrestling match imagine the mainstream sports media's reaction to brock lesnar going to wrestle a wwe match they will now accuse ufc of being phony They'll accuse you of mixed mark, you know, UFC of being right, sick. Right. They'll accuse any association that they have with WWE at all, which is exactly why. And I mean, even if it was a work, Dana White still would have said it is not going to happen. And I think no, he no, was no. furious the other night because you do not want to taint that. Well, I mean, hey, you know, Brock Lesnar spent how many years? You know, three years just trying to shed that image of a fake wrestler and prove himself as a real fighter, I mean, I'd say this. You know, if that match were to ever happen, Brock Lesnar's MMA career is over. There's no returning to MMA after that because he's going right back to the dark side as a fake fighter. Right. Right. No, no. I I don't want anybody to think that that I'm trying to say this is going to happen. I am 100% sure it's not going to happen. I'm just playing devil's advocate and saying... If you look at how Saturday to, how Saturday took place, it is unbelievable how so many things fell yeah. into place. By the time that video was actually shot, so many other things had fallen into place. That was unbelievable. 
It was almost like it had to be scripted, but it wasn't. It was just all coincidence that fell into place. So by the time that video hit, everybody that was going, eh, maybe, I don't know, maybe, saw that video and went, oh, shit, it's on now. Well, you know, I, I definitely think that as far as Undertaker is concerned, uh, you know, I definitely think that was him and Vince's way of saying, hey, let's give this a shot. You know, we'll, we'll at least prod the bull a little bit here and see if we can get him to buy. Because, you know, it's genius on WWE's part. Because now, should anything happen between now and WrestleMania, and who knows what, you know, and for whatever reason, Brock Lesnar, or even, let's say, not even this WrestleMania, future pay-per-views down the line, WrestleMania next year. You know, if Brock Lesnar ever does part ways with UFC, the seeds are planted for a perfect feud right now. You know, and, and I would not put it past, especially, and, and it's funny because even if had this not happened on Saturday night, this would have been one of my topics for getting the zone tonight, you know, is that the latest I've been hearing, this is prior to Saturday, um, is that Vince wants something huge for The Undertaker at WrestleMania this year. So, you know, and, and well beyond, you know, Undertaker versus Kane or Undertaker versus Sheamus. He wants something on, on of the magnitude of an Undertaker versus Lesnar. And, you know, I would not put it past him to say, hey, you know, look, Taker and Brock Lesnar, as far as we've ever heard, there's no bad blood between the two. You know, have there ever been any reports that have indicated the two of them have heat? You know, as far as I've always known, you know, Lesnar respected the guy for helping get his career off the ground, you know? So he may have said, look, go out there and, you know, work him a little bit. You know, maybe prod the bull, and afterward, maybe, you know, you maybe tell him beforehand. I mean, hell, you know, there are other reports going around that claim WWE actually did reach out to Brock Lesnar prior to the pay-per-view. So they may have even told him. They may have said, hey, look, Taker's going to, you know, Taker's going to try a little something at the pay-per-view because let me, let, me tell you, let me ask you guys this. Even more surprising than what happened with, uh, you know, the confrontation, if you want to call it, between the two of them, I was more surprised at the fact that Undertaker actually did an interview. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was when the thing. Did he ever do interviews? As 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 you know, as himself being called his gimmick, right? You know what I mean? They didn't call him Mark Calloway, or you know, no, here's they Mark. The Undertaker. They called him the Undertaker, and he was well, he was you know, blah 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 blah. You know, although and, and like earlier, you could tell that his main goal was keeping his eyes on Brock, and that's why he didn't answer a lot of the questions. Right, because he needed to make sure he got that jab. And then here's a guy, you know, that did not show up to the UFC 116 pay-per-view because he was protecting the vegetative state gimmick. This is a guy that never does interviews. He's never shown on camera at events because he's very, very, everyone knows he's very protective of his gimmick. Now, all of a sudden, here he is, blah, 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 blahing, and I'm sitting here saying to myself, what? What the hell is The Undertaker doing in interview? The night before, he's got to wrestle a buried alive match on pay-per-view where he's got to go right back into the storyline of evil demons and spirits and blah, blah, blah. And here he is the night before doing an interview as himself at a pay-per-view. That was, that was red flag number one. I'm thinking, this is something's not right here. Why is he doing this? Now, all of a sudden, he throws a jab into Brock Lesnar, and I'm saying, okay, 
you know, this, this is, he had planned to do this, you know? And honestly, it's, you know, it, it's, if I were Vince McMahon, I were WWE, I'm smiling high right now because everybody's oh, yeah. talking about it. It's huge talk. It's the biggest thing. It ain't going to happen, but it doesn't matter. Everybody's talking about it. And if at some point in time Brock Lesnar ever does, you know, quit UFC or he leaves, the seeds are perfectly well planted for an Undertaker-Brock Lesnar fight or if Undertaker leaves WWE, you know, how many times has he said he's a huge MMA fan? What if he decides to go over and be like a manager, you know, at, at UFC or something like that, you know? And maybe it was his kind of way of getting his foot in the door there as a, as a personality because, hey, look at the success that Brock Lesnar has had in UFC. To me, it's because he was playing the heel role that he was playing when he was in the WWE. They, they were working that as a storyline, too, almost. Now, see, I, I, I would agree with that. I just thought it was brilliant what they did. I mean, whether Vince told, you know, uh, The Undertaker to go out and do this, because, you know, like you said, we don't really see him doing anything. They'll show him on camera sitting, you know, there enjoying the show. I know they did that for a couple of the Brock fights. But he's never been approached on camera or never actually done an interview for them. So it just seems a little, as Trey said, everything just kind of fell into place. I just thought it was brilliant marketing by the WWE because all those MMA fans that used to be wrestling fans uh, that were fans of The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, back in the day when he was there, it just kind of sowed those seeds and they were like, huh, there's a pay-per-view tomorrow. It brought some interest into bragging rights. And I'm waiting to see what the buy rate was for last night's pay-per-view because I'm willing to bet they spiked a little bit with the, with the help from the UFC 121 promotion. If you're Dana White, you got to know that was the whole ploy in this, and you got to be a little pissed off about it. Oh, hell yeah. Bringing, I mean, taking the, you know, and for me, it's, 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 it's because if I were him, I would say I don't want professional wrestling anywhere near my company because, you know, pro wrestling you know, it touches its finger on anything and suddenly that thing, that object turns fake, you know, and I don't think they want, I don't think they want Vince and W because, you know, I'm hearing all these opinions as, oh, you know, oh, they could do a UFC versus WWE. It'd be great. Never going to happen. These aren't, one is a sport and the other is entertainment. And once you mix those two, then the UFC and the MMA name is going to be tainted from here on out as, as not a, a, uh, a legit company. Well, UFC versus the WWE would be like a boxing movie where a real boxer would be taking on the actor playing the boxer because right, right. it wouldn't last very long, I guarantee right. As bad as some of the WWE stars are, and trust me, I, I, I think Taker could have been a hell of an MMA fighter 10 years ago. Yeah, that that would be like that was ten years ago. That would be like Sylvester Stallone taking on uh, uh, Tarver. Oh wait, that was Rocky Five, or that was yeah, Rocky yeah. Balboa. My bad. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, you know, it's, it's, the topic. The thing that, and I agree with JJ now that we've talked about this, is that what 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 really was done was done to spike the pay per view buy rate for Sunday night. Sure. Everybody sure. just looked a little too deeper into it. And all I was trying to say was, if, 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 if Brock didn't have six more fights left on his contract and Vince could have made him an offer and he would have agreed to it, 
how they could have come out next week on SmackDown and just blown the roof off the wrestling and UFC business forever. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and who knows, you know, who knows if they did have any. I can't imagine, you know, there, uh, Vince more than anybody else knows how contracts work. You know, I can't imagine they actually thought, you know, Oh, okay. You know, well, maybe, maybe the, maybe the two, maybe WWE, maybe Vince, maybe Taker, maybe they don't know how long his contract is. You know, maybe, maybe they put the feelers out there and said, "Hey, you know, how when's your contract coming up?" Or you know, whether it was all together in house. You know, Brock. You know, they give Brock a call and just say, "Hey, Brock. Hey, it's Vince. Hey, uh, or it's Vince's people, whatever." Um, Undertaker's going to be in the crowd. He's got an idea about doing something to help spark the buy rate for our pay-per-view in your hometown tomorrow night. Would you be up for it? Well, what's he going to do? Well, as you walk by, he's going to say, you want to do it? And you're just going to stare at him and walk off. We'll cut you a check for X amount of dollars if you agree. Okay. (laughs) Done. Yeah, because the best part about it is it didn't hurt. This hurt Lesnar not at all because he didn't respond to it really. It's you know, sure, there was a look, you know, but that was it, you know. He, he can't get in trouble for it. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't look like they worked some kind of an angle here. It was a quick well, thing, you know what I mean? That, that Tyra, in the chat room has a, no Tyra in the chat room has a good point, too, and I thought about this earlier when we were talking. You know, somebody brought up the statement that you want to do it is the most controversial phrase now in sports, but... You know, what if they worked out an idea? Brock, Taker's going to do this, and you're going to do this, and Taker's going to do this. But you think about it and get back to us. Well, what if Taker was asking him, you want to do it? As in what we talked about? And Brock just stared him down and walked away. Who knows? <laughs> you want to do it could mean you want to go have a steak. You want to go have a drink. You want to go swap wives. Or whatever. Could mean let's go take a shower do together. It. You, do you never it. know. You could literally be saying, you know, maybe maybe McCool's into like three ways. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it really would be. <laughs> yeah, I don't but, want to talk about that. You know what? Like like I said earlier, I think all the speculation. I think the internet blew up. People oh, just yeah. went nuts, and I I think it was brilliant by Mark Calloway or Vince or whoever thought the idea up to do it Probably. to piss Dana White off in the process. I mean, kudos to whoever had that marketing idea because I think it's going to end up working out for them. Totally brilliant. And, you know, and at the same time, it's also a little ironic, too, that, you know, if you ask Vince, he'll tell you UFC is no competition for him. Bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit. Because, you know, obviously that got things talking, you know, and, 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 you know, and, 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 you know, and, 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 and I always have said, you know, it was so funny when I went and watched the UFC 116 pay-per-view, I went and watched it in a bar. This place was packed, and I had seen UFC pay-per-views there before, and there's nobody there, or, you know, or it's mildly busy, but this place was packed. And when Lesnar came out, people were going crazy. They were booing, they were screaming, they were crying. And I remember talking to a guy, and he said, well, why do you hate this guy so much? Oh, he's fake, he's phony, he's a, he's a, used to be a WWF wrestler, and he sucks, and he's not a real fighter. Still whip your ass. Oh, sure, he can still whip your ass. But, but, the, but the funny thing to me is I'm standing here saying, yet all of you paid $20 to get into this bar tonight to watch this pay-per-view. You, all, you hate this guy, and you're watching him. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wrestling angle, you know? 
It's, it's like you buying a pay-per-view to watch the heel get defeated by the face. You know, all these people, none of these people really even knew who Shane Carwin was. They didn't care who Shane Carwin was. They just wanted to see the villain Brock Lesnar get defeated so that it could prove to them that he was a phony and that he wasn't a real fighter. And, you know, if I'm Dana White, I'm sitting back laughing at the whole thing saying, you know, here are all these people that hate this guy so much, yet the last two pay-per-views he was on are the highest-drawing pay-per-views in company history. So that's got to tell you something, you know? Yeah, and and they're the rock there. in the ring, working the villain character, you know what I mean? It's, it's a wrestling angle. Yeah, he's definitely the outsider, you know, the guy that they don't want in there in their business because he comes from, you know, everything they're against. Right. You know, well, I guess then somebody should have whipped his ass long before he got the belt. We wouldn't be talking about this. This is true. Other than Undertaker Lesnar, is there anything going on in wrestling that we might be uh, interested to know? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think there's <laughs> anything else going on in wrestling right now. I mean, this is such a uh, such a such a major major story. I mean, you know, and it's funny. This has got to tell you, you know, a. I mean, I think it tells you a couple of things. You know, a how what what shape they thought this pay per view was in heading into it on Sunday. You know, um, they had to know that this thing wasn't going to get a good buy rate. They had to know people really don't care about Undertaker Kane anymore. I mean, you know, that that math is absurd. You know what I mean? In this day and age, I don't know how they really, you know, are going to are going to expect people to buy into a, a storyline like that. You know, uh, and so it, it had to tell you on the one hand that they needed something to spark late buys or to you know, to spark some kind of interest in an otherwise uninteresting pay-per-view concept. And, you know, it, it, it really, it, I think it shows you that, you know, and it, it's, it's funny what I was hearing even before the pay-per-view, like I said last week, is that, you know, there is still these, you know, Undertaker and what to do with him at WrestleMania still remains a major backstage discussion. And, you know, what I had learned last night, actually, is that, you know, we, we all know that he's expected to take time off uh, due to this shoulder injury. He's going to be having it evaluated this week. And if it turns out that he actually needs surgery, the fact, him appearing at WrestleMania could be in jeopardy. There is no guarantee. Uh, right. What I was told is to be pretty major shoulder surgery. Uh, and there's no guarantee that he'll even be physically ready to make a return for WrestleMania. So... I think the next week or so is going to be very, very telling uh, whenever they determine what condition his shoulder is in. I think it's going to be very telling within the next week or so what he, what's going to happen with him. Well, you know what? I'm going to say this. I, I don't know, you know what the future holds for Taker, but he's so banged up that he needs the time off. I'm honestly to the point where, and I love The Undertaker, but I'm ready to see him move on in some other role with the company, whether it's it's being an agent backstage, whether it's on the booking committee, uh, whether it's just a locker room leader, I don't know. But he is so injured all the time because of his age, and you know, I just don't know how much more they're going to get out of him. I would almost say that this should be his last WrestleMania. So hopefully he's I, able to to do one last WrestleMania. And if they wanted to go twenty and zero, like I said, I, I put a a, a great. Uh, a great stipulation on that that could make that happen. I mean, he has one match this year that would make it 19-0. and And if they did have the titles on the line, say he's wrestling Sheamus 
or even Kane for that matter, and they unify the belts. Well, after the match is over, The Miz can cash in money in the bank, come down, and and be the first guy to be beat and not cash in money in the bank successfully to win the title. And then you've got two WrestleMania matches that The Undertaker was just in, putting him at 20-0. and And if that's the goal, there you go. That's how you do it. That's true. That's the way to that's go. Very I, true. I just don't think that he's got it in him to wrestle a couple of years. I really don't. No. I think it's time he to let it go. I mean, it's just and it's evident, you know. I mean, it's you know maybe this kind of storyline that they had going with the Undertaker and Kane and the brothers. I mean, you know, we we we've seen it so many times. But you know, if this were maybe ten years ago. You know, Undertaker and Kane probably would have been able to save the story, any any cheesiness to the storyline or disbelief, because the two of them would have been able to work one hell of a match. But they just can't do it anymore. I mean, you know, the the Undertaker's just he can't go like he could. You know, and and what is the point of having these matches? You know, Hell in a Cell, buried alive. I mean, I'm sorry, but. If you have a Hell in a Cell match that's billed as the most dangerous match, most violent, brutal match in professional wrestling, and Daniel Bryan versus Dolph Ziggler is a harder-hitting match than that, that's got to tell you, you know, you, you've lost a step and maybe it's time to hang it up. And, you know, this way he wouldn't turn into a, maybe a, a, a Hogan or a Flair where, you know, if he waits and he rehabs, and he does make it to WrestleMania, I think he, he definitely still has it left in him to turn out one more fantastic, classic match. So end on that note, you know? Well, it's really weird, too, with the move of SmackDown over to Sci-Fi. They missed a really a golden opportunity. I don't know if it was JJ and I that talked about this off the air or me and one of the listeners that caught me on uh, Skype, but we were typing back and forth. And I thought, you know, with the debut of the new tag team belts, they were so eager, obviously, to get them off the Hart Dynasty. You know, if they would have just waited on this angle, if they had just waited and pulled the trigger on this Kane Undertaker thing to be a final nail in Taker's coffin when he decides to hang him up, then you could have had them work together as tag team, you know, the Brothers of Destruction again. It creates that angels and demons and sci-fi shit they want for sci-fi. Plus, it puts the unit, it puts the world, it puts the world tag team titles on them, you know, so they can still work both programs if needed. But then, you know, when you do have a match, you're not doing all the work, you know. Taker could have ridden that tag team wave for a little while. Well, even even with Kane and Undertaker main eventing, you know, with Kane being the champion, uh, you know, this is this has been going on for what three months now, and they've tried to bring out all the elements. I mean, seriously, watching the show last night. Actually being able to watch the show and not cover it live on Sunday Night Showdown was uh, both regretful and, and joyous at the same time because I got to enjoy the pay-per-view. And the thing that struck me funny was that this Buried Alive match reminded me so much of the one from 2003 and yeah. the one from 1996 with Mankind. I mean, this is the same finish that we've seen on three different occasions, and... I know it was to get the give the Undertaker time. He's obviously hurt. He's banged up. But how many times do we have to see that? It's just like Hell in a Cell. It was supposed to be his signature match. But how many Hell in a Cell matches has the guy won? Not many. He's lost just about every one he's been in. I just, I don't know. I, I'm at a loss. 
Well, I mean, I was there with you. There's just a lot of different directions that they could go and a lot of things they could have done. Um, I'm really just shocked. I, I said this when, when, when we talked about, oh, no, there's the possibility of another Kane-Taker storyline. When we talked about it before it happened, you know, we even said then, you know, this is almost a weird time for it because you would think this would be the typical nail in the coffin feud for if not one of them, both of them. And J.J. had the scenario in, in his head how they could have done it had they wanted to, to, to take them both out at the same time. But it's just, I don't know, we'll, I guess it's, it's one of those we'll have to wait and see what his health looks like now that he's taking this time off and see whether he's going to be able to make Mania or not. I mean, I, I almost feel yeah. like that if he doesn't retire this year and he can't make Mania, then the best bet is to have The Undertaker wrestle once a year at WrestleMania as, as a... You know, as a, as a draw, as a, a special attraction match. You can do that, but I mean, it's just how much, you know, without any of that, you know, without any, and it'll be interesting, you know, when we see some of these pay-per-view numbers come in, you know, how much interest has there really been in now in, 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 a, in a program like Kane Undertaker? Do people really have interest in that now? You know, are we past that day and age, you know? And now all of a sudden, you know, if you bring a guy back once a year, is he going to draw? You know, do, do you need that storyline heading into it? I mean, you know, here's a classic storyline in Undertaker came, Paul Bearer, Paul turned on Taker. Did anyone really care about that in the end? No. You know, it, 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 I don't think anyone did. You know, it, it all was sort of sped through. You know, um, both of these guys looked sluggish, you know. And now what's the real payoff? Taker goes to rehab an injury, and what are we going to get now? Kane Big Show? God, I mean, who wants to see that? <laughs> well, the thing with Paul Bearer that was funny, it was it was so obvious that was going to happen. I mean, he killed Paul Bearer off. Kane is his son. Right. I mean, why would he not be aligned with his own son? I, it made no right. sense. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so much of it doesn't make any sense in that it's, that it's now, you know, I mean, it, I, I love every time the lightning bolt is used. You know, why doesn't why doesn't one of them just use that on the other guy? <laughs> well, actually, Taker did. He used it on Kane what a week ago, and yeah. he hit him right, in the so face. Why, why? Why doesn't he use that in, right in the right at the beginning of a match? Just kill him with lightning. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Right. It, 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 they're scraping at the bottom of the barrel here now. You know, this is something that we used to be able to buy into when we bought into those characters as they were. But, you know, we, we've seen The Undertaker as a biker, you know. You know, it's... it's So, again, you bring him back, I, I really wonder, and I get what you're saying as a special attraction, but for what... I mean, what real value is there left? Well, I mean, the only real value is the streak. As long as he has the streak, that's more sure, important in a, lot of, in, in a lot of respects than either of the World Heavyweight Championships, whether it's the World Heavyweight title or the WWE Championship. The streak is, is the big true. deal. The, the streak is probably more prestigious than any title they have. That's true. Other than that, that's pretty much it. I mean, I felt like they've gone back 20 years with this angle. I mean, they've really tried to regress. Well, when Absolutely. they took the mask off, when they took the mask off Kane, and he, was the, 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 he became the last gimmick character in the company, then they went and they put Undertaker back as the dead man and as the, the Undertaker. You know, you, we all grew up. That's the problem. We all got older, you know. Uh, that's just it. That's why 
I'm one of the few people out there that actually enjoyed the biker gimmick because to me that's what he really is. Right. I mean that. Well, and that's and that's and that's the other thing. The, the business grew up too. You know, I mean, and that's that's what was so funny about it is how ironic is it that you saw him at the UFC pay per view on Saturday night, existing in you know in the confines of something that is actually cool and the most popular thing out there right now, MMA, UFC. It's the it form of sports entertainment right now. And you saw him there, and he looked like he was in his element, and he was relevant, and he was cool, and it was great. And then the next night, he's burying Kane in dirt or something like that. You know what I mean? And you're thinking, oh, okay, well, this is not what anybody cares about, you know? The business has changed so much. Things have changed so much in wrestling and in in, in actual anything that's fight-based that just no one's no one's close to that anymore, you know? Kane Velasquez didn't come out as Kane. You know, he comes out as a fighter, you know what I mean? And so I, I just think that, yeah, you're right. It just it, it nonsensically just turned the clock back 20 years and forgot that that's not where any of us are right now. Well, I mean, like I said, we grew up, the wrestling business grew up, and when you look at a guy like Mark Calloway, you know that when he's not in Undertaker garb, he dresses like he did at the UFC, like he was getting ready to leave that arena that night and go get on his motorcycle, and him and Michelle were going to ride off on his bike. Right. You know, I mean, that is him. That is what he looks like. That's what he, you know, puts out as a persona. You know, he had great theme music with You're Gonna Pay, the American badass, whatever, looks like a biker. He should have never gone back to the dead guy. You know, I I just think that he got out of it brilliantly, had a career as himself, as a biker guy, and should, should have stayed that way. Well, I, and I've never, I, I have not been as big an Undertaker fan since he went back to the dead man gimmick as I was before. See, I was never a big fan of the biker taker. Um, I, you know, to me, if you're the Undertaker, you're the fucking dead man. You're selling that. If you wanted a different gimmick, then you should have put the Undertaker away and come out as, you know, mean Mark Calloway or mean Mark Callis like you were in WCW, whatever, and been the biker guy. I mean, right now, uh, you know, the Undertaker is one of the most he's one of the longest running gimmick characters. That's been, he's the only one that's ever been able to make a gimmick like that successful. Not many gimmicks will take you anywhere, but the Undertaker is, is a rare breed. Mark Calloway did a fantastic job uh, from every aspect of the character. When, it, when he cuts promos, the way he moves in the ring, he had everything down. The psychology was there. That's what made that gimmick work. But when he went back to being the biker taker, to me, I mean, he, he was a great badass, don't get me wrong. But they were still calling him taker, and that kind of bothered me. I mean, right well, now, I feel like it's time to retire. And hell, if he wants to be the biker taker... Why not go to Hollywood and go beyond Sons of Anarchy? I mean, it's it's about a biker gang. He'd fit perfectly. Well, you got to understand, though, JJ. If you're a biker like that and you're in a gang, you don't go by your real name. Every biker in a gang has a nickname. Uh, and I understand sure, that but point. I mean, I I do understand. I mean, but I know I what, what, I understand what, what you're saying. Say, though, I mean, you're they had to retain the name, but they didn't retain any of that gimmick, though. But, right. I mean, what I'm saying is I, I understand you're saying that, you know, he was no longer the Undertaker to you anymore. He shouldn't have been called Taker. But, you know, I don't know about you, but if 
I'm a badass in a motorcycle gang, and they go, you know what? You're such a badass. We're going to call you the Undertaker. I'm going to be okay with that. You know, I mean, I, I, I just calling him Taker was fine with me. You know, and being a biker like that, I mean, shit. Like I said, nobody goes, hey, there goes Bob and the Hell's Angels. <laughs> well, maybe Bob wants to just be Bob. I hope Bob makes it back to work for my dental appointment on Tuesday, but this weekend he's riding bikes and kicking ass. That's a big bad Bob right there. Well, <laughs> I mean, Kane still makes it back for, for to, to be your dentist on Tuesdays. There well, you go. the cool thing about Kane, the cool thing about Kane was once they unmasked him, they stopped with that whole rip, big red retard and afraid of fire, and you know he was just a big right, ugly right. motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. He was just a big scary ugly motherfucker. That's all he was. You know, it's so funny too because it, when listening to you guys talk about how he was, how Taker was able to sustain that gimmick, it's like you know, in this day and age, or you know, you ask a guy like Vince how little of importance in-ring wrestling really means to somebody like him or, you know, to anybody in, say, WWE, that is probably the biggest reason why he was able to sustain himself because he changed his game so much. You know, he, he brought the MMA aspects into pro wrestling when MMA started becoming popular, you know. Uh, who would have guessed, you know, in, say, the early 90s, that him and Kurt Angle would ever be able to work great technical wrestling matches. You never would have guessed that. But he, he practiced and improved his game so much in the ring. That's what, that's what I think is one of the main reasons why he was able to sustain that gimmick. Because, you know, hey, he's having classic match. I mean, do you think any of us would still really care about him if he wasn't wrestling great wrestling matches against a guy like, say, Shawn Michaels? No, prob probably not. He wouldn't care anymore. No. Probably not. I would agree. But, you know, that, that, that says a lot for the art of in-ring wrestling. That seems to be something that is not cared about anymore in favor of character or gimmick. You know? well, I mean, you know, Miz is a perfect example. The Miz was more a gimmick than anything else, but he's actually managed to pull that off to where he's gotten good in the ring. He's great on the mic. He's earned his spot, and he's over. Very similar. There you go. All right. Well, Nick, we need to wrap this thing up and take our first break, man. We appreciate you coming on the show again this week. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, I'm sure by next week we'll have more Brock Lesnar Undertaker information. And, uh, you know, you can, you know, you, what'd you say? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I hope it dies. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure it will. I feel like the, the main consensus, the general consensus here out of most people is that it's not going to happen. Well, now, well, anyway, I, guys, I think, thank you. I think like JJ said, though, it was a great way to spike buys for that pay-per-view, and I'll be excited to see those numbers. Very true. That's a great point. Well, now, before we, before we head to commercial break, I do actually have some comments from Matt Hardy in regards to Brock versus Taker. You guys interested oh, in hearing this? Let's, 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 sure. let's hear all right, this is Matt Hardy when he was, uh, he basically had a YouTube video out today discussing Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. After the fight was over, uh, they actually went to interview The Undertaker, and uh, Take was just giving his comments and thoughts on the fight. Actually, he's, as everyone knows, he's a big MMA fight. It was actually real shocking for a lot of people to see him speak like that. Um, and I'll say it right here, I have a ton of respect for Undertaker. Uh, I've worked with him several times, you know, over the course of my 12 years at WWE, and uh, he's a great guy. It's amazing he has been able to get as much out of his body as he has right now, 
And uh, as Taker was doing his interview with the guy, he kept gazing over and looking towards something, then he would speak, and then he would gaze, and then he would speak again. And then as Brock wa walked up, there was a little exchange of conversation, you know, and Taker was just like, well, you, you want to do it? You know, and then Brock kind of mean mugged him and walked off. You know, and everyone was wondering, like, oh, is this an angle? Is this a storyline? Is there going to be a WrestleMania match? And absolutely not. No way, no how, ain't happening. One thing I can tell you is that Brock has found his niche Brock has found his calling in the UFC, and Brock will still actually be a bigger draw the next time he fights on a UFC pay-per-view than the champion Cain Velasquez will be. Uh, Taker was there watching. I don't know, you know what their personal situation is or bad blood, but as far as being a storyline, no, it's not, because I know how Brock is, and Brock's a very uh, to-himself guy, and Brock likes his freedom, and WWE is the furthest thing from that, especially in this day and age. Uh, Brock was going stir-crazy when he was there back in, you know, the early 2000s. So there's no way he would enjoy WWE or even exist in it. it. Would he come in for one huge payday? Possibly. But was that an angle? Absolutely not. And I know some places had been reporting that it was, but I'm, I'm here to tell you it's not. Uh, speaking of that, Dave Meltzer is a guy who actually uh, reported a lot of things on my release, and I'm just here to publicly say that most everything he said was absolutely wrong. Uh, I read some of the stuff that he, he had said that I could online. He also actually said a couple years ago I was suspended for getting popped for steroids, which was a lie. Never took steroids in my life, so that had to be impossible. And those were comments, obviously, by Matt Hardy in regards to Brock. It's not going to happen, guys. You heard it here. Matt Hardy telling you it's not going to happen. Well, I like I said, it, it probably never will. And for what it was, if it, if, if it was what it was, and it was just to spike pay-per-view interest because it was in Brock's hometown the night after he lost the belt. And they did any kind of numbers buy rate-wise because of that. They got everything they paid for. But I will say this before we let Nick go. As far as him talking about Dave Meltzer reporting things, he might not have gotten suspended for steroid use. But come on, Matt. You've never taken steroids in your life? Yeah, go back to 2005 and tell me Matt Hardy didn't look like a fucking tank after he was fired. It doesn't happen overnight. I just like how he, he, I think what has to happen is at some point in a Matt Hardy video, he has to make sure he reminds people that he's crazy. Like, he, 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 was, he was going good there, just talking about Lesnar Undertaker. He sounded like a normal person. Then he had to go there. And it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot this is Matt Hardy. So there you have it, folks. Brock Undertaker not going to happen. And I was told that from the space lords in my spaceship on Hardytron Planet X. Right. <laughs> the, the, the big question here, ladies and gentlemen, was it Matt or Matthew all caps? <laughs> no, we're not playing which Hardy is it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with that said, we're ready for our first commercial break. Nick, we'll see you next week for another episode or another edition of Get in the Zone. Again, WrestleZone.com. Uh, great articles up by Mark Madden. Kevin Kelly. I, I know that Mark Madden's not one of Trey's favorite people, but uh, definitely check out WrestleZone.com for all your news. Why I ask with the paper he wrote his first draft on. <laughs> Kevin Kelly, I like. Mark Madden is a piece of shit. No love lost here, I guess. But I do like Nick the Cabbie. <laughs> and that nickname has stuck because when, when Nick came in the, to, to, on the show, people in the chat room were typing Nick the Cabbie. I love that. I'm glad it stuck because See, uh, the, 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 
Yeah, I, I'm glad it stuck because the scars on both of my legs have stuck as well. <laughs> <laughs> Living the gimmick, Nick. Not Living the gimmick. That's a gimmick I can never change. <laughs> Pretty much, buddy. Try not to get drug. Right, uh, guys. Try not to get drugged by any cabs tonight, man. We'll talk to you later. I I will not. Thank you. See you next week. All right, buddy. All right, guys. Nick Paglino, WrestleZone.com. With that said, Trey, I think we should hit this first commercial break. Come back and. Oh, yeah, do it, baby. Do it. Yeah, do it. Talk a little bit of Monday Night Raw. Maybe finish up our conversation on bragging rights. For those of you not in the know. Commercial break. We're only about, well, for right now, I believe, Eastern Time, SmackDown versus Raw 2011 is probably at your local Walmart. So go pick it up. With that said, we'll be right back right here on Wrestling News Live. Hey, this is Santo Loco. And you are listening to Wrestling News Live. We keep it hardcore, like a 187. Keep it hardcore, LAX is a weapon. Keep it hardcore, so count your blessings. 5150, ain't nothing to mess with. I have voices in my head, they count for me, they understand, they talk for me. Since 1996, audio wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and WrestleTalk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio, Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Hi gang, this is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE, and uh, you're listening to my very dear close personal friends, JJ and Trey. I bet those names are right. Yeah, I believe they do. Right here on Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. Woo! Rick, take out the trash! Today, right here, you gotta beat Ric Flair! Rick, are you wearing that robe again in here? Woo! I told you, no one wears it in here but me. Woo! 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 Rick, the dishes aren't done. Get the dishes done, Rick! To be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo! Right here! I'm the man. Or I'll show you who's the man. I'll kiss your boots if you can do it! Woo! That's it, pretty boy. It's on now! (laughs) 
Deuce. That's a domestic disturbance over at Southern Cordala Street. This is the Day in the Life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live. You want some? Come get some. You're either next us or you're against us. Awesome! Get out of my way. All it's going to take is one RKO. WWEShop.com, the home of official WWE merchandise. For a limited time only, WWE Shop has reduced prices on all t-shirts. Pick up your authentic top rope or basic tees while this special offer lasts. Get in the zone. With WrestleZone at www.wrestlezone.com. Your one-stop shop for all the latest news and rumors in the world of pro wrestling and cutting-edge editorials by former WWE announcer Kevin Kelly and former WCW announcer Mark Madden. An extensive forums board for the casual wrestling fan. Stop by and sign up to chat with a knowledgeable wrestling fan. With WrestleZone at www.wrestlezone.com. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Mary Dollar Man, and you're listening to WML Radio. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. Hey you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday Nights with J.J. Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, where J.J. covers SmackDown video games and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the new Wrestling News Live. And now, here are your hosts, The Trey Dog and JJ Sexay of SundayNightShowdown.com. You can't see me, my time is now. you forgot or fell off, I'm still hot. Knock your shell off, my money stacked. All right, guys, we're back. Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. Mr. Money on the mic, JJ Sexay, and of course... The Raging Redneck, the Trey Dog. In the hizzy for shizzle on the two-time, two-time, two-time award-winning show of the year, Wrestling News Live. Soon to be the three-time show of the year, Wrestling News Live. I'm all right with that. It's imminent, man. I'm down with that plan. As many strides as we've made in the last little bit, we got to be three-time, buddy. After this year, there's no way. This is the year of Wrestling News Live. Nobody can touch us, bro. I, I got a couple more ideas to throw at people in the next couple weeks. We'll see how they like them. So Now, before we actually hit the Raw recap, there is something, and if you missed Unplugged this week, Trey, you and I had a, a long discussion about this. I debuted a new segment on Unplugged, and right. it was so good that I actually I want to play this for you guys here tonight because I think it's relevant. It's relevant to what's going on in professional wrestling today. Wouldn't you agree, Trey? 
it's cutting edge technology at its finest. It is just a way of showing you that the SNS radio network is for the people, by the people. And, you know, we don't discriminate white, black, red, green, purple, 60 years old, 80 years old, 20 years old, 10 years old, 2 years old. You have a chance to voice your opinion on the show. This is true. And with that said, guys, I want you to hear this little segment that if you if you heard Unplugged this week, you know what this is about. But for those of you that didn't listen to the show on Friday night, shame on you. But here it is. The debut of Lexi's Corner. It's time for Lexi's Corner, where Lexi tells you about professional wrestling. Okay, so Lexi, um, what did you think about when Wade Barrett threw that glass of water in John Cena's face? Um, I think it was bad. Why do you think it was bad? Because, because I didn't know it was bad. Did, did it make you mad? Yeah. And, and what do you want to do to Wade Barrett? Um, punch his face off. <laughs> And, and put his head off. You want to punch his head off? Yeah. That's a little severe, don't you think? Yeah, so he never go to the W again. Never go to the W again. Yeah. I thought it was funny that Wade Barrett yeah. did that. Yeah. It I was, liked it. But I didn't. It was bad. There you go. That was the debut, a very successful debut of Lexi's yes. Corner on Unplugged. And I wanted to share that with all the WNL family that that didn't catch the show. Uh, just a new segment that's going to air every so once in a while on Unplugged. New, but. new SNS uh, wrestling correspondent, Lexi. Yes, because she's very in the know. I mean, WWE is a kid-oriented uh, program these days, as most well, of you know. They think on PG, we should too. No, well, absolutely. I mean... That's where the money's at. Well, this is true. There is money in it. So we just got to go with the flow and roll with the punches. Oh, I agree. But, yeah, I just wanted you guys to hear that. And, uh, yeah, she's pretty violent. Somebody said in the chat room, God, that's kind of violent, don't you think? Well, <laughs> don't piss her off. Don't piss her off. She is her daddy's daughter. It's very true. Now, what the hell is going on with my... Why is it when I'm in the chat room... Every mm-hmm. once in a while, another Zat thing will pop up when I don't hit anything, and it'll want me to open up and do something else. It, that bothers me to no uh-huh. end. I, I don't. How's that problem? I don't know, dude. It kind of bothers me. Uh, before we hit the raw recap, uh, I actually do have a call coming in. Let's go to the phone lines five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Howdy. Oh, look out, ladies and gentlemen. It's my gringo amigo from Parts Unknown, the luchador of the Wrestling News Live family that has still not sent me my goddamn Jordan knockoffs that I've been waiting 10 years to get. 
from his Mexican sweatshop. That's live true. from a porta potty outside the Superdome. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you called in. What the fuck happened to your uh, New Orleans Saints last night or yesterday? Ah, oh, man. Do we have to bring that up? Good. <laughs> God, son. Man, I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. I think Breeze with his wife having a baby this year and just the baby was born couple of days ago and all this, bo- I, bro, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it just happens, bro. It happens to every Super Bowl champ, you know, champion team from last year, you know. Happens to the Steelers, you know, from the year before. You know, it just happens, man. Injuries, you know, what you going to do, bro? But you still got to back my team up, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, gonna give, up, I'm gonna give them a get out of jail free card this week. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let because you know what? <laughs> it's not like Drew Brees has four interception games very often. So, right, and then he threw it to an ex saint too. How about that? Yeah, that was like putting <laughs> you know margarita mix in the wound. <laughs> I know Vegeta comes back to the dome and whip our ass. <laughs> so what's going on in the world of wrestling with you, Santo? Bro, I'm just enjoying it, man. You know, yeah, I know. Just enjoying it, bro. You know, I hear a lot of people complaining, you know, about the WWE product here and there, but I'm enjoying it, man. I'm enjoying the the Nexus stuff that's going on. You know, I wish they were doing it a little bit differently, you know, but I'm I'm still enjoying it, man. You know, I'm I'm glad, you know, they they got more members in the crew now. Right. You know, I was hoping them guys was gonna be, you know. Gone away, you know the, the what's the name, the uh, McKilla Gutty. And oh the yeah, other dude, the big dude, Husky Harris you know? and uh, Michael McGillicuddy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Husky Harris. Yeah. <laughs> Look at his name. And uh, you know, I'm glad them guys are in it. You know, because uh, you know, it, you know, it just gives the storyline a little longer. You know, the, you know, the only thing I got a little complaints here and there about what's been going on. Y'all probably said it too. You know, JJ. You know, like 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 with John Cena. You know, remember back in the day. In WCW, when Ray lost that match against Eddie to join the LWO. Remember that? I remember that. You know, Ray had to wear the shirt. He had to wear that LWO shirt. He didn't want to at first, but they made him wear it. Well, I mean, I don't understand why. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're doing it for the crowd reaction. You know, that sucker needs to wear the next shirt. Put it on him. Well, I think that you're going to get that. I think it's let's crawl before we run. Um, but then again, with what happened tonight, Cena's only got two choices within the next four weeks, really. Right. He either he either lets Wade Barrett win the championship and removes himself from Nexus, or he helps Randy Orton defeat Wade Barrett and gets fired. So either way, he's out of Nexus in four weeks. And you know, come up with something else. And you know what? I think what you're going to see happen, obviously, Survivor Series, uh-huh. you're going to see the you're going to see Wade Barrett become the WWE champion. John Cena's service to them will be over with, and come the Royal Rumble, John Cena will probably win the motherfucker so that he can set up a title match against Wade Barrett at WrestleMania. Probably. <laughs> and that's how that's it's going to culminate. That's a good scenario. That's how that's it's going to culminate. Day, day. I like that. <laughs> Sad thing is, is where they've killed themselves or where they shot themselves in the foot is by putting the stipulation on there that if Wade Barrett wins the championship, John Cena's services to the X's are no longer needed. They should have never done that. They should have never right. made that stipulation. That way, John does help Wade Barrett win because he doesn't want to be fired. 
He said that. We're going with that, or else he had punched him in the face a long time ago. So he gives the belt to Wade Barrett and then still continues to be in the Nexus. And Wade Barrett right. says, well, now that I'm the world champion, we're running things a little tighter around here. Why don't you go ahead and take off that purple hat and T-shirt and put on the Nexus gear? So that by Royal Rumble, even though John Cena wins the Royal Rumble, he does it in Nexus gear, setting up right. Nexus member versus Nexus leader at WrestleMania, where John then comes out and says, screw it. It's been so long since you've heard his music that when it does hit at WrestleMania, you get a mad pop. And he comes down right. in a new John Cena t-shirt, in a new John Cena hat, to sell new John Cena merchandise, and wins the belt from Wade Barrett. That's the way it should be done, folks. Right, right. But, you know, of course, they have to mess up a good storyline here and there, you know, with all that. You know, it's just, to me, it could have been done more smoother. It just with all this other stuff, you know, like like last night in the pay per view, when Cena just, you know, you know, he just f bombed your boy, you know, Tonga right after they won the tag team match. You know, I mean, little, little things like that, that you know, you know, well, you know, I don't think they should have had. It. They just won the belt and that's it, done with. Right. You know, but now you can see like Otonga, in a way, he might be breaking out of that crew pretty soon. Possible, you know. It's the way. It's the way they coming out looking, man. But you know, but just overall, bro. I mean, the product just still to me. You know, I, I'm enjoying it, man. I'm not gonna crap on and all that. You know, I sit here, you know, my Mondays, man, from a hard day's work. I look forward to watch rest. You know, Raw. You know, yeah. I look forward to gonna go on. You know, I mean, we Everybody's- all do. We're enjoying this. You know, this is our regular Monday routine. Monday you know, nights and, are always and, about cold beer and wrestling. That's right, bro. That's true. You know, you know, and, and you brought David, and, you brought David Otunga. I uh, tell you what, they they've got a chance if they did it right. You know, you've got what Tarver out hurt right now. You've got uh, what's his name, the big muscle guy, Skip Sheffield out hurt. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, you could tease that David Otunga being shit on by the Nexus over and over and over again until those guys are ready to come back. And then you could have him break off and the three of them start their own group because the Nexus was so quick to replace them. Right. What would be the, what's that? The Nexus uh, wolf pack? Like they wear red uh, with N shirts on them? With a list. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, it'd be the rejects. I was going to go somewhere, but, but pre show conversation with my partner, we decided not to do that anymore. I was going to go somewhere else with it, but I'll let it go. Wow. Or they could be the next oh, sucks. The next. <laughs> That'd work. Man, man. That really will. They could have the right to censor circle and slash over the big N. Nexus Busters. Yeah, there you go. Nexus Busters. <laughs> as long as you recruit oh, the man. dude Busters in that group, that'd be great. <laughs> I mean, like the pay-per-view also last night. I enjoyed it, man. I think it was. It was pretty good, you know, and I tell you that 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 between uh, you know, Jack, uh, oh man, what's his name again? Man, I'm lost for words, guys. I've been here on this show for so long, I forget all the wrestlers' names. Brian Danielson, yeah, that match he had, you know, from Sunday he had, and then then going back again Monday again, you know, having the same type of match, man, that was incredible. Yeah, you Those know what, guys, 
I, I, uh, I, I'm going to agree with you. I think Brian Danielson or Daniel, or excuse me, Daniel Bryan for the WWE. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Daniel Bryan. I, I still have a problem calling him Brian Daniel, or I, I still want to call him Brian Danielson. I, I, it's just hard for me to equate Daniel Bryan as Brian Danielson. But anyway, right. Um, yeah, the match they had at the pay per view last night, Dolph Ziggler and Daniel Bryan Dolph was uh-huh. was was absolutely match of the night in my opinion. Those oh, guys yeah, delivered. You know, both of them. Great young up and coming athletes. Dolph Ziggler, uh, as underrated as he is, I, I think he did a fantastic job in the match. And tonight we saw the same thing. I thought that they really they took it home. And I would have liked to have seen the finish. I, I really felt, and, and you know, maybe Trey will agree with me. Maybe he won't. Maybe you will. I Probably really not. felt like when they did the reversal pin, uh, when Brian when Brian went for the for the pin, and then Dolph reversed it into a pin, and then Brian kicked out. I really felt, given the win on Sunday that Dolph probably should have rolled him up and got the win as a counter move, and this could have right. set up for something else down the road. Right. Um, I agree. I agree with that. So I wasn't a big fan of the way they did it. And even still, you know, Vicky putting the leg of Dolph Ziggler under the rope and the referee paying no attention to it whatsoever, um, you know, obviously they're setting up for CM Punk and, and Brian Danielson down the road. I'm just going to call him Daniel Bryanson. Or Daniel I, I, I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore. American Dragon. This guy. This called the American Dragon. The Dragon. <laughs> I tell you yeah, what. I'd like to see Dolph Ziggler. You know, with this program he's got with Vicky, I'd like to see something happen at the end of NXT and done in enough time to get her the push, maybe a rub. I would like mm-hmm. to see Dolph Ziggler break away from Vicky and end up with uh, Caitlyn and put the two of them oh, together. Man. Make a babyface turn and a babyface group out of the two of them. You know what? I, I I've got a new name for Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan. I, I will now I will now refer to him by his native nickname, Dances with Divas. Dances with Divas. <laughs> it's official right here on the show. Daniel Bryan oh, will now man. be known as I Dances just with the Divas. The ladies' man, if you will, the ladies' man. Uh, yeah, caller, I didn't hear the question, but Daniel Bryan suggests the butt. Mm-hmm. In the butt, and uh, if you a rich, meet me by the nacho cut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meet me by the nacho cut, and he'll he'll do it in the butt. Yeah, I'm dancing with divas, y'all. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. Oh man, yeah, that that last week with his dance, that was something. I'm like, what is it doing to this man? <laughs> the DWD. Oh man, but I think the punk and and Brian Daniels, that that's that's gonna be awesome once that happened. You know, I was. I was hoping Punk was going to jump in the ring and start beating up on him, but I think they, that's good. They kind of hold it off a little bit and let it stretch longer because, you know, you know these, these two guys are going to give a great match, you know. This this is going to be like, like you know, the old school, like like when we, when we finally get, you know, had this chance to see, you know, like let's say like Benoit and Eddie Guerrero in WWE, you know. What now we get to see Danielson and Punk. What's that? What about the bull in the wood? What about Dusty? Dusty's old school, if you will. <laughs> Dusty was you know, Dusty before anybody was dashing. Who dashing Cody Rhodes? Oh, man. <laughs> Trent's called him cross-dressing Cody Rhodes in the chat room. Well, <laughs> if you saw the promo last week for dashing Cody Rhodes, he now is advising you to use lip gloss when you go to bed at night. I'm waiting for one of those to come out where he goes, yeah, and you can stick your finger in your butt just a little at orgasm, and it doesn't mean you're gay. Uh, 
Just use oh, the tip. Man, was... Don't go too far. <laughs> Just the tip. <laughs> Just the tip. They don't get me. I don't know, man. That, that, that you know. I and you know the funny thing about it, guys. I only hear when you play it, JJ, on the show. You know, that's the only time here because I hardly have a chance to watch SmackDown. <laughs> what is it with those Rhodes kids and their sexuality problems? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Shouldn't it be Goldust doing that gimmick? <laughs> Before you go to bed at night, uh, put on the lip gloss. He wasn't in the show today, man. I was hoping he will be on, man, but they, they kind of missed out on him not being there. I think next week we're going to have to bring back what in the blue hell's gold dust saying. We just might right. have to do that. I, I, I'm glad they had him up in the, you know, in the storyline at least, you know, and have him back on there. But, you know, I was hoping he would show up to, you know, tonight, you know, with that with that little chick he's with, you know, who I don't know if you noticed yesterday in the, in the, in the pay-per-view, you notice how she kept on pulling her dress down? Yeah. You notice yeah. that, day? Yeah. I yeah. mean, come on. I mean, I know she had to get fussed up for that. So, like, you know, leave the dress alone. Just, just, Make it like he got hit, you know. But no, she'd get punched in the face and pulling the dress down at the same time. Come and, on, and, man. You know what the funny she thing wasn't is? She was even wearing a thong. Now, I understand the chick was wearing a thong. She wouldn't show her ass up like that, but shit. Well, you know you what? Know? It, it's funny you bring that up, Santo, considering it's a PG show, considering that wardrobe dressed her, and considering that she was wearing shorts underneath the dress. Yeah, big no-no. <laughs> Harmony's sitting right next to me watching the pay-per-view, and as a trained uh, wrestler, as someone who uh, had matches with, with uh, you know, like Natty Neidhart and, and Belle Lovitz here in Stampede Wrestling, she just shook her head and face-palmed and was like, you got to be kidding me. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Oh, man. How's the sweatshop coming along? The sweatshop's going great, bro. I had to close this week because I'm on vacation. Right. Oh, stop the locals. Birthday's coming up this Friday. So I had to had to take the, tell, tell everybody, take off. Take the week off. Go celebrate. We got a new USC champion, a Latino. So go celebrate drinking tequila and eat your burritos like Brock Lesnar said. Oh, fuck. Tacos were on the house. That's right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I, I promise you this. I'll do you a a commercial for the sweatshop video if you'll do me a new, if you'll do me a new Wrestling News Live video. A new video? You want a video or uh, audio for the commercial? A video? A video, like a commercial video for the show. All right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Something I can put on the website. As long as it's not a stand-up for Wrestling News Live campaign, I'm fine with it. Don't stand up for us. We don't want you to stand up. Matter of fact, we want you to set the fuck down. Everybody, everybody is standing the fuck up for something. We're we're just going to sit down and tell people to shut up. Just sit up and sit down. That's all I was saying. Exactly. You know? Uh, but no, if you do me a video for Wrestling News Live, it's good enough that I can put it on the website because i got to make some changes to the website. If you do me one of those, I'll even make you a video myself for your sweatshop. <laughs> for your birthday. You got it, bro. It's been a long time that I did, you know, did stuff for the, you know, for the show. You know, like, I know y'all remember the Wrestling News Latino shows I did back yeah. then. Oh, yeah. WWE. yeah. Trent Phoenix says the sweatshop. That's one of the most racist things I've ever heard on this show. Oh, no, it's not. I got it. How about sit down and listen to WNL? How's that? That works. Sit down and listen. <laughs> D-Man says sit down and shut up for Wrestling News Live. 
I like it. It could work, man. I think the most racist thing was what I said during the Raw tonight. <laughs> Probably. The black redneck was trying to tell me how great NBA 2K11 is. I said, wow, go figure a black guy trying to sell me on a basketball game. Oh, man. <laughs> bum, bum, oh, bum. man. So Santo, is there... Yeah, what's that? I was going to say, is there anything else, brother? <laughs> well, I just want to say that I'm glad TNA is still surviving after all this uh, Hulk Hogan come back. <laughs> so far, I'm giving so, that a chance. I'll give it. I'll give it a chance, man. You know, at first you're like, "Huh? Oh man, here we go." And but I, you know, TNA is something I still watch too. Mondays and Thursdays, you know, those are two my two biggest days right there. You know, I wish Friday. I wish I had a chance to watch SmackDown, but Fridays are, you know, it's Fridays is a, is a bad day for everybody. Take the truth. You know, you get that Friday come up, you're doing stuff. You know, we'll be you know with the family or or hanging out with friends, and then. You record the show and Saturday comes up, you're doing more stuff. But Sunday comes around, you're like, well, shit, Raw's coming on. I ain't got time to watch SmackDown. Delete. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just too hard to watch all these pro- I mean, I don't even have a chance to watch my Lucha Libre now. Oh, wow. on Saturday. <laughs> well, Santo, you know, you know what you're going to have to do, buddy? You're just going to have to throw the iPod on on Saturday and catch the, uh, the archive for Unplugged. I'll tell you everything that happens on, on SmackDown. Oh, that's right. I got I to gotta catch a new show, too, uh, JJ. I got to catch that one, too. Cheap you know, plug. And, and cheap plug. That's right. Cheap plug. Hey, you, you, I gotta catch, I gotta, you, you, you've totally got to gotta give those guys in the sweatshop something to listen to. So there you go. That's I right. have them listen to something every night, guys. And one of all, one of them keep on hollering at me, when the trade dog will have his show back? I say, shut down, sit down, and do your work. Come when you're ready. Sit down and shut up. We'll tell you what it's time. Sit down and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to bring the show back now, but the problem is my work schedule, one of the nights that I, I work is Thursday night. And right. by, by the time I could do the show live, reaction would be going off. So it would be um, 11 o'clock Central, midnight Eastern before I could go live. Right. Damn. I'm afraid that'd be too late for everybody. We'd have to make it an after-hours show. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm ready. Well, guys, let me tell you. I've got everything you in ready? place to get back. I just ha- I got to find out, you know, how I, how I can pull it off at work. Right, right. I understand, man. I tell you, like, me, bruh, I had a chance to get with y'all here, man. I appreciate you accepting the call, you know. Like, oh, I appreciate every time I download the show. And listen to it on my way to work, bruh. I have a smile on my face when y'all play my, you know, my little voice there in the commercial. I'm glad I'm still, you know, like I'm glad I'm still with y'all, you know. You still I'm not in the chat room and all that, you know. And uh, I, you know, I tell you what, appreciating the interviews. That Kurt Angle interview was great. Love it, you know. Also, the last one you did with me and Gene. I'm waiting for some more, guys. Waiting We're for working. some more, and uh, you know, I'll tell you, y'all doing a great job, bruh. I'll be looking forward for y'all every, every, you know, every week when I listen to y'all, bro. But, guys, I'll let y'all go. I know y'all got some more callers. Probably want to come in y'all talk about the rest of the show, man. But i tell you one thing, bro, that Wrestling News Live always going to have. You know what? What? We got that flag. <laughs> oh, not the flag. Oh, guess what? I, instead of, look, instead of Eric Jordan, I'm going to send you some Chris Pauls. <laughs> oh, 
¡Órale! ¡Viva Wrestling News Live! ¡Ja-ja! See you, amigo. All right, that's it. Santo called in. It's free fucking tacos for everybody in the chat room tonight. That's right. See, and that's the thing. You know, he brings up a good point. JJ and I talk about this a lot. You know, and I don't know if we've ever really mentioned it on the air, but we might have. We, if we have, I'm going to do it again. You know, the goal of this show is not to be your your weekly news source. You mean, I mean, you guys hit websites every day, all day. I know you do. You can't tell me you don't at least once or twice a day. So you're getting all the news you need. What we're here to do is to tell you what we think of things and to hopefully bring a smile to your face. I mean, anybody can sit here and do wrestling radio. But can they make you laugh? Can they make it fresh? Can they make it different every week so you don't know exactly what you're going to get if you don't listen? That's what we're here for. That's true. And like you said, once you're a member of the Wrestling News Live family, you can be gone for a while and come back. It's all good. We don't ever replace you. You're always a member of the family until you go start your own show. (laughs) And even then, sometimes you're still considered a member of the family. Right. Tyrant is in between BGs on WoW. I'm going to be playing some WoW tonight, hopefully. I haven't played in two weeks, man. I've been so busy. Withdrawal, man. Withdrawal. They did the, they did the new patch, and I had to redo my entire character. And I've really only played with him once or twice since then, so I need to get back on there. I tell you what, though, that, that DC Universe Online makes my dick hard. <laughs> and I'm, not even, I'm not even a DC guy. I'm a Marvel guy. TMI, my friend, TMI. woo I cannot wait to play that. i tell you what I can't wait to play. I can't wait till 8 o'clock tomorrow morning when I take oh. my ass to Walmart. Because, see, here in Canada, there's, Canada yeah. especially here in Calgary, there's nothing open at midnight for me to go buy the goddamn game. And I shouldn't even have to buy the game. Oh, trip. Quite frankly, I- I'm a little miffed. I was supposed to get a free copy from THQ. No go? No go. Something happened over the weekend where I, I think a, an email was deleted or something, and uh, I was not able to get my copy on Friday when they sent all theirs out. A little peeved about that, considering all the... Free publicity you did for them. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to get up in the morning and, and go buy a copy from uh, from Walmart. So I, a little mad about it, but hey, at the end of the day, I knew I was going to get it October 26th, so whatever. Shit happens. I'm going to move on and not harp on it, but I am looking forward to getting the game tomorrow. When are you going to play the Force Force Unleashed? See, that's it. I'm buying both of those games, and I'm not really sure how I'm going to do this. But, you know, the wife is back in in Vancouver, and she's still sick. She's not feeling too well. Obviously, that's the reason we we didn't do Sunday Night Showdown last night. She's having a lot of cluster headaches, so she hasn't really been able to do a lot of stuff, but be in a lot of pain. And um, I literally... Tyrant says that Matt Hardy's penis must have touched your email and your copy was erased from existence. That must have been what happened. Um, Unfortunately, I spent all Sunday morning, I'm talking about 4 o'clock in the morning till about 9 o'clock Sunday morning in the emergency room with Harmony. Uh, I mean, it was just it took him so long to get to her and, and get her diagnosed with what was going on. You know, the if it's got a lot to do with her going up and down, up and down, up and down those damn airplanes every week. I don't know. They said she could she could actually make the flight as long as it was a short term flight. Anything longer would 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 have posed you know some threat. But uh, those cabin pressures fuck you up, man. I know, I know. She actually told me when she got to the airport today, after I took her to the airport, and she actually got to Vancouver, that she was literally so sick 
from the ride that you know she she had to throw up so i mean she's not doing so well i talked to her earlier tonight she's really tired i, I don't know how this is going to keep working um i hope that she's better this week but it's just not been a very good uh, a very good weekend for me as far as her health is concerned I, i've just not it's not been good man well she's in the thoughts and prayers of uh, many of the wrestling news live family in the chat room and i will second that myself i'll make sure and pray for your family tonight as well well, I appreciate that, but uh, let's take it off a somber note. Let's get happy. Let's hit the raw sounder. And let's know something that'll make you happy. Go ahead, go ahead, hit that raw sounder because I'm going to share something with you that'll make you happy. All right, Trey, what do you got? I just want to make sure that while I was watching Raw tonight, I don't do any drugs. I, I wasn't drinking. I had ran to Sonic and gotten a cheeseburger and a Coke and was sitting here watching Raw, and I could have I, I, I could have swore I heard this. <laughs> on the line hey trey how's it going hey Pee Wee, welcome to the show i'm sitting on job b doing the radio show <laughs> so do we have a secret word of the day peewee the secret word of the day is raw sacked <laughs> okay so uh what did you think of raw tonight before you make your guest appearance well to be honest it was like when i was jacking off in the movie theater <laughs> oh so you thought raw sucked yeah peewee has gone Apparently, he did think it sucked. Okay, he left. Was, yeah. uh, Apparently, the usher saw him masturbating and took him out of the theater. You know, nothing says masturbation like... If you can masturbate to that... You're killing me, Trey. You are fucking killing me tonight. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I mean, if you get your dick hard, seriously, if, if you can sit alone... And get your dick hard to this sound. I mean, if you get up to that, you have got a business in the porn industry. I mean, you should be doing porno. You know, that's. I'm afraid that's going to be raw next week. Porno? No. Fucking Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, yeah. What? I mean, you know, like, they all have these little things that they um, promote. <laughs> Hang on. Well, 
<laughs> real, real Blackheart in the chat room says he has to go to bed, but he can't stop listening. This show is like a train wreck. You just have to watch. Well, I don't believe you. It's uh, but I'm saying they, they've all got this thing they're there to promote, you know, like what they're doing now. You know, Toby was there tonight with his new CD and his new song, which will be Song of the Night tonight. Some Toby yeah. Keith. This is we're both from Oklahoma. That's and, right. And he's our boy. He is our boy. My twin. And he, he did suplex Jeff Jarrett. I, you know, that's what was funny was that people all the time tell me that I look like Toby Keith, which is kind of funny. I'll take it. I guess it could be worse. I could look like Pee Wee. Yeah, the closest I've ever come to meeting Toby Keith was eating in a steakhouse in Oklahoma City. Good stuff. That's some good eats, man. When, when, when I think of going back home, like, and I've literally told this to Harmony several times, like, can't we just book a flight and go eat at fucking Toby Keith's? I mean, you know, or Texas Roadhouse. I mean, can we do that? Texas Roadhouse is good, too. But, I mean, Toby Keith's, I love this bar and grill. It's amazing. But what I was getting at is, what does Pee Wee have to promote? I I have no idea. The fact that I think he might be coming back and and, and doing some movie or something for kids, I have no idea. I, I had heard his TV show might be coming back a while ago. I Ed said he's going to promote him jacking off in a movie theater. Well, I tell you this: if Pee Wee's Playhouse is coming back on the air, my kids ain't watching it. Hey, can we though? I mean, just for tonight, or do we? Should we wait till next week and do the raw recap? Pee Wee's I did it the first batch of the night. Nah, it just doesn't work. Oh, wow. That might actually be Song of the Night next week. You think? It might have to be. Well, let's let's go ahead and recap this monster called Raw, ladies and gentlemen. Just 24 hours after bragging rights when Raw was pretty much raped by the SmackDown brand. We got, oh, they got God. raped on Raw last week. They got raped on SmackDown. And... Well, they really got raped last night at Bragging Rights and SmackDown for the second year in a row. Really, anytime they have one of these SmackDown versus Raw things, whether it's Survivor Series or whatever, SmackDown always wins. I, and you I, know, that's that's got to be a moral thing for the company to do for the SmackDown guys because everybody knows Raw's the A show. Everybody knows that. The company makes it no secret. And then that way when it's time to put the two up head to head, they give the rub to SmackDown because Raw really is the number one show. Well, I would it's, like, it's like throwing him a bone. Well, the thing I like about SmackDown compared to to, uh, to Raw is that you get more wrestling action yes. on SmackDown. And, you know, uh, the only problem now is you get as much Michael Cole as you do on Raw. I mean, really? I, Raw is a lot like Pee Wee's Playhouse. You've got all kinds of different characters hanging out. Don't play the sounder again. <laughs> I know you were just fixing to play it. <laughs> Damn it, Trey. I feel like Kirk all of a sudden. Trey! Instead of con. Um, let's move on to the fucking recap. We start things off with Nexus in the ring, of course. If you didn't Nexus. know, if you've been living under a rock the last 24 hours, or if you've just been sleeping, I don't know. Uh, or if you've been Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, God. Nexus became the new WWE Tag Team Champions last night. The combination, the unlikely combination of... David, A-List, Otunga, and, of course, John Cena. So we start things off with Nexus in the ring. Uh, Wade Barrett basically allowing them to uh, have their moment in the sun as the tag team champions, uh, talking about the reasons John Cena attacked him. John Cena saying that, you know, he did him a favor by, you know, helping him win the match. Of course, this sets up the GM saying that Wade Barrett will get a rematch for the title since he did win the match and not the title, and uh, that later on the night... He would pick a member of Nexus to compete against Randy Orton, and the winner of that would get to be the Wade Barrett would get to pick the special referee 
uh, I guess at Survivor Series, for the next WWE Championship match. Uh, Wade Barrett also says that tonight he's not happy with the tandem of Otunga and Cena as the tag team champions, and that Nexus will take on Nexus for the tag team gold. And as the match begins, he says, wait a second, we don't fight each other in this group. One of you is going to lay down. And he basically tells David A-list Otunga to lay on the mat and get pinned for Heath Slater and Justin Gabriel. Of course, a power struggle ensues. Otunga doesn't want to do it. Cena telling Otunga, don't do it. And he caves to the pressure. And Heath Slater gets the very cheap victory, a la not even a finger poke of doom. And your new WWE Tag Team Champions are now the, the tandem of Justin Gabriel and Wendy. Dave Thomas would be so proud. That's how you do a joke, ladies and gentlemen, right there. So, <laughs> the founder of Wendy's. <laughs> exactly. I guess uh, the Hef is telling me in the chat room, I guess he's talking about Pee Wee Herman. When I asked once he got to promote. Apparently, according to the Hef, he's got a Broadway shoe. A Broadway shoe. to say Broadway show. Awesome. Pee Wee's Playhouse, a Broadway show. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Here we go. Wow. That's awesome. I'm scarred for life that you keep playing that fucking song. What? I'm scarred for life you keep playing that song. I'm just, it's part of the thing, man. It's like the secret word. Every time you say the secret word, I play it. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say the secret word anymore. You don't know what it is. That's true. It is the secret word. That's why it's a secret. <sighs> You're killing me with that shit, Trey. It's what happens when, you, when, when you're able to, <laughs> to, to play music and take away from They're my loving, brilliant production. Damn it. They're not going to be in the chat room. Would that mean that we're co-produced now? Pretty much. I mean, you know, I'm running the stream, and Brass Eye's helping with Ustream, obviously. And it looks like right. now we, we are both co-producing the show as you have everything hooked into your mixer. So, yeah, a lot of fun things can happen on this show now. Out of nowhere. You never, you never know what to expect. Oh, goddamn, Menudo's still together? I think this show is becoming the Muppet Show. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. You've got all kinds of crazy Bob- shit. At any time, Bobcat could walk through the door. Dusty Rhodes. I mean... Paul Bear, you know, Pee Wee Herman was here earlier tonight. I mean, <laughs> shit just happens on this show. Uh, so going back, secret, do what? You said the secret word again. Fuck. Going back to the raw recap. Oh, see that obviously that wasn't one of the words. Uh, Vicky Guerrero and Caitlin come out uh, to talk about the blemish on SmackDown's perfect record last night was that Dolph Ziggler had lost to the United States champion yeah. Dances with Divas. Because that's his new name here on the show, Dances with Divas. Michael Cole, Cole wants to go down on Vicky something fierce, boy. He does. He does. I, I love the conversation that, you know, Vicky Guerrero wears black because it's slimming. I wanted to thank, you know, Jerry the King Lawler for, you know, giving us that little tidbit of information. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, so this match is Dolph Ziggler taking on Daniel Bryan. Very, very good match. Uh, a lot like the match last night. Uh, we saw, you know, several near falls. I really felt like Dolph Ziggler should have gotten the win here via the roll-up. Didn't happen as, uh, you know, Brian hits the LaBelle lock and gets the submission victory, even though Vicky Guerrero puts the leg under the rope and the referee does not see it. Vicky obviously protesting. Nothing to come of it. It is what it is. Daniel Bryan wins the match. The whole time this match is going on, of course, CM Punk is sitting at commentary and giving his, uh, I guess, giving his appraisal of both Dolph Ziggler and Dances with Divas, which is obviously going to culminate in a Dances with Divas and CM Punk feud in the very 
near future. And I got to be honest, I- I'm looking forward to it. I think those two are going to put on a clinic on Monday Night Raw. We'll see where it goes. Now, I'm reading the chat room. Apparently, a lot of people would like to drink Caitlyn's bathwater. Did she get in trouble for photos that she took before NXT? Um, yeah, she actually did some photos that were a little more revealing than uh, Aloisa or Isis the Amazon is what she's called on the indie scene. So, uh, yeah, she's uh, kind of like a fitness model kind of thing. It's called crazy. Yeah, no shit. So there's pictures out there that I need to go find of Caitlyn because she is yummy. Although her le- what nationality is she? I'm not really sure. To is be she honest. just white? Because I mean, her legs are. <sighs> she got some big ass legs. Good God! Not that that's a bad they're, thing. Uh, no, they're just all muscle. I mean, there, there's no fat on that bitch's body anywhere. No, she's she's in good shape, man. I'll give her, I'll give her credit on that one. Tyrant would apparently do the Amazon. To be honest with you. So let's uh, let's go back to the raw recap. The Bellas were in the back with Toby Keith. They were actually clothed, so I guess that was a good thing. Talks about his new CD, uh, and they actually give him a really cool replica spinner belt, but it has LED lights on the front. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. And, of course, uh, the comic relief of Monday Night Raw, Santino Morella comes in and uh, basically starts talking about, you know, country and westerns and rap, and then he basically uh, starts trying to sing a country song where he brings up spaghetti. And then, of course, he's interrupted by the former two-time WWE champion, Seamus Fella from Dublin, Ireland. Uh, Seamus calls him a disgrace, and he basically calls out Santino Morella. I'm going to call you out. Don't call me out. So Toby says, yeah, I think he called you out. What are you going to do about it? So the match is on uh, later on the night. So, of course, we also see a backstage segment with John Cena flipping out about the tag titles. Barrett basically tells Cena that he tried pulling a fast one last night, and he's lucky he's still employed. Uh, Barrett says that Cena will do as he's told, whether it's getting him coffee or laying down for the WWE title. And uh, Cena says, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Why don't you fire me? And then Wade Barrett says, wait a second. Look, calm down. Focus on beating Orton tonight, and he'll make Cena an offer that will benefit the both of them. We're going to find out about that later on in the night. Next match, Laycool versus Molina and Gail Kim. A very, very quick match. Not a very good one. Once again, basically, Gail Kim looks weak in a Divas match in the WWE as Laycool gets the win over Gail Kim. Kind of disappointing. I, I really felt like the match they had at bragging rights between the Divas uh, with Layla and, and yeah. uh, Natalia went really well. I wasn't a big fan of the finish, so we'll see yeah. where that goes. Um, next up, we have Miz and Riley coming to the ring, and, of course, Miz is talking about how you know they lost last night at bragging rights. He wants to call out everybody on Team Raw. Uh, he talks about... SmackDown versus Raw, the video game, coming out tomorrow, or today, right now, I guess. Um, said that none of the seven members, or the, the six other members of the team, uh, have the cojones to face him. Uh, out comes Eve. And this segment just floored me. Uh, it was absolutely horrible. That Eve would come out and basically call him a frog face loser. Which Yeah, this lost me. I... It was like high school, dude. I mean, it was like it was like he dumped the bitch, and she came out and said, "You're a fucking frog face loser, and anybody can kick your ass." But yet yeah, nobody comes out. Friend. But yet no nobody comes out. Eve has to come out, which was obviously setting up the fact that she was doing the dirty work for our truth. Who comes out and says, "I'll take you on. I got no problem facing you." 
to his damn crunk music. At least we didn't get to see Eve come down and dance to the music. I mean, at least we were spared that indignity. Uh, am I the only person that fucking hates this whole truth and Eve thing? You know, his music sucks, and her dancing is even worse. This was a pointless segment. We had a quick match where Miz beats the living shit out of our truth and gets the win with the skull-crushing finale. What was accomplished here? Nothing. Really? I'm still scratching my head on it. I told you. Anymore, man, Raw is all about the main event, whatever they can do from point A to point B to get you there. The rest of it's all a bunch of fluff that makes no goddamn sense. You know, it was even. I'm I'm glad Eve came out because she's hot. She's got great big titties and she looks like she'd be fun in the sack, but still. You know what's even funnier? I went on Facebook as that segment was airing on my television set and said, What the fuck is with this pointless segment? Really? 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 Really. And a minute after I did that, somebody else came on and was doing the whole really thing. And it was like 20 different comments of really, 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 really on somebody else's thing. You know what they didn't do? How original is that? That's awesome. I know, but you know, that that's cool at all, but you know what they didn't say? What's that? <laughs> Still that one, motherfuckers. Still that one. That shit, bitches. I just, I felt like that was the biggest pointless segment of the night. It, it did nothing for anybody other than give Miz a win over Truth, which he's done I don't know how many times. Oh, uh, they bring up a good point. Apparently Eve likes black people. You think? She was with crime time, and now she's with truth. Well, there you go. Sorry, white guys. Yep, guess you're SOL. You are ass out on Eve's ass. Or, as James Storm would say, sorry about your damn luck. Sorry about your white pecker. No Eve for you. <clears throat> so, uh, next up, we have Sheamus versus Santino, which is basically just a complete and utter squash match. As Sheamus is just brutalizing the hell out of Santino. Uh, Jomo... John Morrison, I guess the voice of reason, decides to come down and tries to get Sheamus to lay off Santino. He's not taking it. Uh, and basically, Sheamus makes a mistake, goes for the bro kick in the corner, hits the top turnbuckle, and Santino ends up getting a roll-up win over Sheamus. A lot of people were going crazy at this point. Like, I can't believe Sheamus has taken on Santino. He's so low in the pecking order, he's got to wrestle Santino, and he lost to Santino. And people are just going ape shit. It's the fucking interwebs, man. I don't get it. I don't understand. What is with you people? It's not or like just, he beat him legitimately. He, he won in a fluke. Uh, it was a fluke thing, and they were they were on the same Raw team, so they can't be too far apart of the food chain. Well, again, uh, I think this is basically going to be the setup for uh, a, a Jomo Sheamus feud, which I think could yeah. could go somewhere. I think so, too. You know, I, I'm a big fan of Jomo. I happen to like the Shaman of Sexy. Love me some Jomo. And I, I think in the last couple of months, he's really brought his A-game back. He's hitting those those uh, those Starship pains now. He's he's really working his ass off in the ring. And yeah, he does spots, but the guy can also fucking chain wrestle when you give him the opportunity. So uh, good for Jomo, and I hope this leads to a good program with Sheamus, and uh, maybe he'll actually get elevated above the mid-card at some point. So kudos to that. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've that myself. So next up, we have a, a backstage segment with uh, Otunga wanting to talk to Barrett, uh, basically being humiliated in front of Wendy and Justin Gabriel. And, of course, he says, and this is the kicker, he says, maybe I should tell the world why we really helped out Kane last night at Bragging Rights. And this is not the first time that the Nexus has helped Kane. Go back a couple of weeks, maybe even a month or so, two months ago. 
And remember that on an episode of SmackDown, I believe, right. the Nexus beat down the Undertaker for Kane. So something's going on here. We're not privy to it, but Otunga knows what it is. Maybe that's that higher purpose that Wade Barrett keeps talking about all the time, Trey. So basically, he says he might tell the world what's going on, and then he introduces the two newest members of the Nexus, Michael McGillicuddy and Husky Harris, and says that if you're not Nexus, you're against us, and you better make your choice right now. So, of course, Otunga decides to, in a very Starscreamish role, as we've talked about many times on this show, take it from Megatron and walk away to fight another day. Still love that analogy, by the way. That's what he is. Pretty much. So this sets us up for the main event of the night, John Cena with Wade Barrett in his corner taking on Randy Orton. And, of course, the winner chooses the special guest referee for the Orton-Barrett rematch. Uh, very good match back and forth. Anytime you've got John Cena and Randy Orton, it's usually a good match. Uh, however, the finish comes uh, by DQ. Cena wins. Orton goes after Barrett on the floor. He pounds him until Nexus hits the ring. Cena fights them all off, and Barrett screams at him and tells him to stay in the ring. He congratulates Cena for winning and says he gets to choose the referee, and he picks Cena. He tells Orton that Cena will be impartial, so much so that to prove it to Cena, he will be free to leave Nexus when Barrett wins the title. So, of course, Cena drops to the mat and can't believe what's just been told to him as Orton stares at Nexus on the ramp, and that is the close of the show. So we get this big revelation that, in fact, when Wade Barrett wins the WWE Championship from Randy Orton next month at Survivor Series, John Cena will be a free man, and he will be able to go on his own. We shall see. I don't really know that they would do this any different. I mean, if, in fact, he does not win the title at Survivor Series, then that would, I guess, indicate that John Cena would stay a part of the Nexus. But I really think that putting the title on Wade Barrett, and I, I, I was disappointed it didn't happen last night. I understand why they went the direction they did. At least Barrett does get the rematch because he won via DQ. But I like the direction this is heading. I would love to see John Cena go free, win the Royal Rumble, not that I'm a big John Cena fan, obviously, win the Rumble and basically chase Barrett for that championship at WrestleMania. And I think... That seriously is going to be the direction we're going. Think so? I think so. I'd, I'd be willing to almost put money on it. I, I, if it happens, I'll definitely take the royalties from uh, from Vince. But I think that's the direction they're going. I think time will tell, my friend. It's all open up in the air right now, so plenty of different things they could do. That's true. And like I said, that, of course, is the Monday Night Recap right the here. The problem I have, though, is that whole stipulation of Cena, you know, Wins the belt for Wade Barrett, his services are no longer needed because they could have really drugged that out to Mania. Yeah, they could have. Put Cena in that fucking Nexus shirt and they start selling Nexus shirts. Well, like I said, I, I've always thought that John Cena is a guy that's a lot like Sting. I mean, not, not in like technical ability or in any other way other than the fact that I like John Cena better as a guy chasing a title than a guy holding a championship. I don't like him as champion. Right. But when he's chasing after, going after the bad guys, and John Cena's the you know the good the goodest good guy in the company, I think it works for him, and I think it it sets a good precedence for the company. Again, I don't think they're going to turn him heel anytime soon. Why would you Why would you sacrifice all that merchandise sales? Right. If you do that, you're going to kill his merchandise, and they obviously in these hard financial times, they don't want to do that. It's like shooting yourself in the foot. It's just not a good idea. Not the best of ideas. 
with that, I think we'll take some calls before we wrap things up. We've got some emails to get to. So uh, we're going to open the phone lines, 501-588-7957. If you've got a comment for Monday Night Raw, bragging rights last night, Pee Wee's Playhouse, Toby Keith, I don't give a shit what you want to talk about. God damn it. i got to figure out what the word is. It's Pee Wee. All right, I found the I found the word of the night right there. What is it? It's Pee Wee. So when you call in people, don't say Pee Wee, please. Don't say masturbation or Pee Wee. Okay, enough, Trey. You're killing me, brother. You're killing me. I'm done. God, I hope so. I don't know that I can handle another one. <laughs> oh my god that's awesome all right let's go to the commercial break and come back and answer some phone calls well actually i got i got a phone call coming let's let's take one real quick one and then we'll go to commercial break we don't ever take a real quick one well we're gonna make it a quick one how's that okay who is it all right let's go to the phone lines 501-588-7957 welcome to wrestling news live who's this hollywood hollywood what's up buddy oh not much not much Wow, 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 wow. Interesting last few days for me. Guess what I'm going to go get tomorrow? What? An enema. I was not able to get it before. No, besides an enema. <laughs> That's next week, but no. This I'm town gonna needs an enema. I was going to say this town needs an enema. No, I'm, I'm, no. That's next week, but no. I'm getting smacked down for 2001. I finally got it figured out. I finally got it. It took me some, you know, some stuff, but I finally got it. I'm going to get it tomorrow. I'm walking tomorrow and going to get it. Well, good for you. Join the club, my friend. I'll be getting it tomorrow, too. That and Force Unleashed. That does nothing for me, so I can get it. Maybe, maybe next year for, like, uh, for 2012. Maybe, just maybe, we can talk to Brian Miller about getting a Pee Wee for the, uh, uh, for the DLC. (laughs) That's it, Mark. You're fucking fired, Hollywood. (laughs) I kid, I kid, I kid. I kid, I kid. Oh. Well, anything else on your mind, bro? You know, you guys talk about, like, how The Undertaker, you know, how should retire. I have a different approach to that. No, this is just me. I would love to see John Cena stay with the Nexus for a while and have it set up for, like, down the road so he gets his release from, you know, with the Nexus around, just around WrestleMania have it set up so you have Taker, you know, win the belt from Kane after taking a few months break and feeding some Nexus around, like, say, no way out. Have him just be your paper champion. You don't, you know, just, oh, you just have that mat, right match with Barrett, you know, right at WrestleMania. And have Barrett lose. Cena gets his freedom. He goes to feeds with Nexus. Have the Miz come out. This way you can retire Taker. Have him, have Taker lay down on his back, you know, get the one, two, three. Have Miz get the one, two, three. Miz comes over to SmackDown. It fills that void with Taker being gone. And, you know, helps, you know, bring in some guys over there. Then you, the next night you bring in the talent draft. And you kind of get everyone situated so there's no... Not so many guys on Raw, not so many guys on Spectre, you just kind of get it all evened out. That's how I would do it, if I'm booking. Well, you've got to... That, that gives... Go ahead. Go ahead. That, that gives the push to the moon that he needs, and you know, it does set up everything so that like you can have an interpromotional feud between Cena and Barrett, or you know, even Cena and The Miz. The only problem is I... I'm a stickler. I don't want to see anybody beat The Undertaker. I want him to have a 20-0 streak. I want it to be... Well, I know. But I mean, at the same time, I was on here before, and we had a discussion about like, when you leave the business, you have to go on your back. Well, and and for a lot of a, for it, for a lot of people, that's true. Situation, yes. 
But when when the streak is more important than your titles, right. I don't know. When the streak outweighs your title picture, then you you don't do that. All right. Well, that's just me, like I said. I'm on the fence. To me, I treat it like an NBA free agent. You want to get as much out of him before he leaves as you can. So before the Undertaker retires with the streak in hand, you want to get somebody a rub off of getting the victory off of him so that they get the push before he goes and says goodbye. That's what I said about The Miz, because Miz is just the perfect guy to do it, because he's that cunning heel. He's that kind of heel that yeah, will come from behind and take you out. Jail. That'd probably get me thrown in jail. That'd be like the uh, Rey Mysterio thing. No shit. He would be so loud that they would literally go to his apartment and arrest him. And, uh, Did I've, anybody I've, I've else think about me on Sunday while the pay-per-view was on, and it was Rey Mysterio in there against like two or three guys at one point? Yeah, Trey, I, I always hearken back to that moment. That's That's one that's always lived in infamy. Between myself and you and JSK and all the WNL family, um, so yeah, I was thinking about it while I was going on. I'm like, I wonder what Trey's doing right now. <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna go to jail tonight. I, I I literally figured I was gonna get a phone call um, before I went to bed. You know, from uh, from <laughs> the sheriff's department. Money. <laughs> hey JJ, it's it's Trey. Um, anyway, you could Western Union me some money. <laughs> yeah, right. The only problem with that. Is I would have to like you know go through the exchange rate and it would cost me way more to fucking bail you out. Oh yeah, and Canadian funds, so Canadian. W- wouldn't work out too well. Um, but with that said, I think it's time we take this commercial break. Hollywood, thanks for calling in, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Yep, later. All right, later wood, later wood. All right, we'll have this last commercial break of the night. Take some calls, read some emails, and get the fuck out of Dodge, people. You're listening to Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Maverick here, the official voice of Rival Forge Wrestling. And you're listening to the innovator of wrestling radio that's made for the fans by the fans. Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network, the island of Misfit Radio. Unkempt fingernails are a huge turnoff on today's modern man. My name is Dashing Cody Rhodes, and I'm here to tell you how you too can be dashing. Snip, snip, snip. A couple equal clips on each nail should do the trick. Not too short, though. You don't want to damage your cuticles. Now, most people. Most people would use a nail file afterwards to even the rough edges. But I, I use an emery board. Just a few short strokes should be sufficient for shaping your nail. And to add the finishing touch, sometimes I apply clear nail polish. Don't believe what you've heard. Nail polish is not just for women. Not only does it protect them from the elements, but it gives your nails a sparkling shine. I'm Dashing Cody Rhodes, bringing you one step closer to dashing. Can you dig it, dig it, sucker, sucker? 
Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. When it comes down to it's being the best. We talked about mind games, you talked about physicality. For the authentic wear label on the shirt. Sold only at WWEShop.com and at all WWE live events. Does listening to Wrestling News Live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the Trey Dog drink Velvet Sky's bathwater? <sighs> well, hello there, Velvet. some good bath water, baby. Ow. Listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. Wrestling fans, this is the North Star, the Stampede City Samurai, the Shogun of the Squared Circle, former X Division champion Hotshot Johnny Devine, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live right here on the SNS Radio Network. Are you there, Trey? I'm here. Let's do it. Okay. Sound like you were fading out. No. Attention, please. Of course you have an email, you idiot. Just read it. He's so bitter, that Chris Jericho. He's an angry fellow. Now, we missed a couple of emails last week from the show. Apparently, for some reason, the WNL folder, sometimes when you guys send me stuff, it goes to the spam. I don't know why, but it does. Uh, so this is one from last week from uh, our good friend DJ. First of all, I'd like to point out that was a great interview with Mean Gene. You could have gone forever with that. Raw was okay. And for a wrestling fan, I felt that TNA was uh, quite a bit better this week. That's just me. 
Bragging rights, SmackDown wins easy. Barrett wins. But here's my question to you. When you cut the promo for bragging rights in the last pay-per-view, why did you have the Nexus logo show at the end? Are they going to run in during the event? Will Cena fuck over Raw? This whole MVP situation is pretty fucking stupid. He needs to be wrestling. Just because Linda McMahon is running, and I hope to God this dumb bitch loses so we can all rag on her. WNL chat noticed that Nexus at the end of Raw is getting kind of homoerotic. I believe if you watch the last minutes of Raw, you can see Gabriel's hips being held by another Nexus member. Getting gay much, Nexus? Next UFC, Lesnar will win TKO, second round, just throwing it out there. DJ, you were wrong, buddy. You were dead fucking wrong. And, of course, he wants to know how to sign up for the E-Fed. I'm still, uh, I'm still revamping everything. Once SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 comes out, uh, there's going to be a max exodus, exodus of people. So, um, Who was that email from? That was from DJ. DJ. Got him a buzzer. God damn it, you're giving him a buzzer. What the hell's wrong with you, Trey? Well, you know, it was a good email until his Brock Lesnar prediction, which is, you know, obviously a week old now, so. This is true. Uh, let's see, I've got one. I'm trying to think if we read this one or not. Actually, no, we did not, so I'll get this. This one comes to us from our good friend TM Bronx. It's entitled, The Best Form of Flattery. First of all, awesome interview with Mean Gene. I hate to say it, but I personally enjoyed the Mean Gene interview better than the Kurt Angle interview. In a lot of ways, I did too, to be honest. I mean, probably because Mean Gene's my hero. Yeah, that was, that was JJ's baby right there. I just kind of hung out. Uh, luckily, on Wrestling News Live, I can give my honest opinion. Maybe it's just because I grew up listening to Gene and his voice on the phone transformed me into a seven-year-old Mark again. Yeah, I, it does. It, it kind of does. I agree. I am sure my younger brethren will say the Angle interview was better, and neither of us is right. Both were top-notch. I love Kurt, but hearing about old-school territorial wrestling from Mean Gene was uh, just awesome. A-plus interview. Wait till we bring him back. Yeah, no shit. Um, I'm going to do something rare here and take sides when it comes to this uh, WNL host. Trey is being modest about his accomplishments and creativity, and JJ is being practical. If other shows are copying your shit, then I agree with JJ. It does nothing but prove it does nothing but to prove the quality and the entertainment value of Wrestling News Live. Imitation is flattery, but it is also a confession. It means that someone out there has far more talent than you do and far more creativity. So if you're lazy, you copy them to try and share their success. I mean, shit, the Flintstones were nothing more than a Honeymooners ripoff. But it succeeded because the Honeymooners was so good. The Jetsons were a ripoff of the Flintstones, and yet it succeeded as well. So Jackie Gleason's original idea was so fucking good that two ripoffs did well just by standing in his shadow. Let me think. Hmm. 30 days. Two great interviews. Two award-winning interviews, in my opinion. Two hosts who disagree often and call each other on it, which makes for great radio. High production values and editing. Trey, come on, brother. Do you wonder why pathetic losers rip you off? Fifteen fucking years and there's still old-ass listeners and newbies like me. Guys like me who did search to find Wasted News Live and When Worlds Collide just to hear it all, how it came about. Don't worry, I'm not obsessed, except with Velvet Sky's body. I just enjoy good stuff. As a person who has lived his life with a vision disability, the audio world is where I can be equal and not worry about my limitations. It is where I feel I am superior to others in my tastes and judgments. 
And may I say, your audio is fucking awesome. And I enjoy it for free. So you have you doppelgangers. Let them rip your shit off. Nothing compares to the original. And when you rip, when you rip other people's shit off, all you do is prove that you are retarded creatively wise. WCW ripped off WWF. Why? It succeeded. Because WWF was so good. But what happened? WCW died. That's a damn shame. But the company was built eventually on three guys whose gimmicks and popularity were created by the WWE. I'm speaking of Hall and Nash and later on Hogan. While Hogan's gimmick changed dramatically, the fact that he turned heel would have meant shit if the WWE had not built him up for a decade. Using them was, was smart. And if you have a show that's been kicking ass and taking not just names, but social security numbers, just kidding, for 15 fucking years, what else would you expect but plagiarism? I mean, come on. I'm currently listening to the WNL archive and felt so compelled to write an email, I paused the show. That is the effect that WNL has on its listeners. You have Crelly, who I think is a great dude, bat-caving into your fucking show. And this kid has his own news site, and a pretty good one at that, so his opinion is valid. Let them rip you off all they want. Imitation crab meat tastes like shit. The real deal is and always will be the best. And most likely, you'll throw up that imitation meat. The real deal satisfies you, and the shit, and it sits great in your stomach. There's a letter in your mailbox, and it's from TM Bronx. See, even I'm ripping you off now. <laughs> so that was from our good friend, TM Bronx. Appreciate the email. I think you summed it up very, very nicely. I, I don't have anything to say. Oh, let's see. What else do we have? Da, 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 da. Oh, I got one from, uh, we got we had some Caitlin picks. You'll have to look at these after the show. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You have, to ooh. Log, you have to log in and get those because those are pretty fucking phenomenal. All right. Thank you, whoever did that. Let's see who did do that. That one comes to us from, God damn, these picks are good. Corey Stedman. Thank you, Corey. Appreciate that. Um, oh, here's a favorite. This one's from Hunjo. And this, right. one, this one is entitled, Reports of My Demise. Not that there have been any, any reports of my demise. I wanted to drop a quick line to say that one of your midweek archive listeners is still here. I'm behind on shows, and I've just managed to listen to the Kurt Angle interview from a few weeks back. Stellar. This is how an interview should be conducted. I thought the interview with Jeremy Borash was impossible to beat. I couldn't have been more wrong. One segment caught my attention more than the rest. The discussion revolving around Brock Lesnar and Kurt's thoughts on MMA. What I found as compelling is the fact that he gave Lesnar all the credit for overcoming his medical issues and still have the ability to step into the cage. The reason I found it compelling was the very condition that Brock Lesnar has fought is what makes me tap out, as it were. Diverkia, I, I can't even pronounce this thing. Divertiticulate, whatever the fuck you call the, the thing. I, I literally cannot pronounce this word. Um, it's no joke. Da, 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 da. It's a big one. It is a big, it's a big word. I, I can't. Favorite word of the day, big? Pee-wee. Oh, like Pee-wee Big? Pee-wee Big, yes. Oh, well, that's all you got to say. Okay. Uh, not only does it hurt like having a red-hot poker jabbed into the gut, it can turn south in a hurry and ultimately end the game early. Because of the heavy painkillers and all, I had to replay the interview a second time to catch it all. Very compelling. Thanks to the insight not only into Kurt Angle, but his thoughts on many topics. As for my situation, I won't go the nitty-gritty, but all is on the mend. On a much happier note, I have, an ex I have excellent tickets to the TNA Live show uh, coming up at the Shrine Mosque in Springfield this coming Friday. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a recap of the show, not only from my perspective, but from a female newbie. 
Well, that's all for now. Catch you on the other side. Hunjo. So I want to thank Hunjo for sending us another great email. Um, I was busy kind of during some of that, but Hunjo, TNA's coming your way on the 29th. Yeah, he's going to be there. So I may be there. I don't know. I'll let you know. Ooh. Now that could be interesting. Yes. Uh, we actually have a current one from, from DJ for tonight. Well, first off, I'd like to say the Pee-wee. <laughs> Pee-wee. Pee-wee what? I'm waiting for you to play the fucking song. I can't do everything at once. I'm trying to type. <laughs> Come on, man. Production values, damn it, Trey. Well, they're, 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 you still got your Pee-wee. I mean, I still gave it to you. Oh, shit. <laughs> Blank is a jacking off crazy motherfucker. With that said, I saw the promo on Raw. I was laughing, but at the same time, it was a serious thing happening, and I got a what the fuck WWE. Are you on some drugs? I don't know about. I wasn't fond of Raw since it's slowly just caring about one storyline. Basically, I'm loving the in-ring work of Daniel Bryan and enjoying all of his matches. And a matter of fact, he should be doing a program with CM Punk, who, in my opinion, is really underrated. Cole is getting on my fucking nerves. Saying in four weeks... But he wouldn't say Survivor Series. He just kept saying in four weeks. What the fuck is this shit? Is he botching commentary or maybe a pay-per-view name? We don't know about Nexus Series? Hope not. That would suck. And speaking of suck, how about them Cowboys losing the game and losing Romo for the rest of the season? Just throwing that out there to all the Pee-wee fans out there. <laughs> Cena will not win the Rumble. You know who is? Triple motherfucking H. Ooh, I like that idea. And with that said, hope you all have a good week. And that comes to us from DJ. Thank God I didn't say Pee-wee at the end of the email. <laughs> I hate you, Trey. <laughs> what? What? what, do I, what? That, that's not nice. <laughs> Who said I'm nice? I'm an asshole. I know that, still. Yeah, we've known that for a long time. Uh, so it looks like that's all the emails I have for tonight. So uh, let's go ahead and take some phone calls and wrap shit up. If you want to give us a call, you can at 501-588-7957. Um, stay away from mentioning Pee-wee when you call in. What happens if the word is said in the chat room? That doesn't count. Oh, it doesn't? Okay. That totally does not fucking count. Okay. Oh, my God. This has been a wild show. As I'm actually watching the replay on the score right now of Monday Night Raw. It's the main event, John Cena and Randy Orton. That's how long the show's been. We're, we're going on two hours and almost 30 minutes right now. And I've still been able to watch the entire episode of Raw again with no sound. Chat room is chanting. <laughs> I know they are, but I am not playing the sounder for the chat room. It's just not going to happen. All right. I, I mean, just just imagine all the editing I have to do tonight. Uh oh. Oh, for fuck's sake! Ladies and gentlemen, I have an email to read from the Raw General Manager, and I quote: "He agrees with JJ at this time due to production value of the show. We cannot play." The sounder every time you mention the secret word peewee in the every time you mention that name in the chat room we can't play it so there you go well thank god the general manager 
is on my side, and I'm glad the mystery was solved. You know, we, we had this big conspiracy theory going on last week. What happened to the Raw GM? What did uh, happen to him? Well, they, they haven't really specified what happened. I mean, I was afraid he was stuck in Tim Stein's basement there for a while, but apparently he's back. That's not, you don't want to be there. No, <laughs> you don't want to be there. Uh, let's go to the phone lines, 501-588-7957. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? What the fuck? It's Walkie. That's, that's a hell of a name. How are you? What the fuck? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it's like every time you mention, it's like I'm listening to this show, and, and every second I hear that the uh, weird guy from the '80s. It's like, what the hell? Get to the chopper, Walkie. Get to the chopper. <laughs> You're gonna be more specific. There's a lot of weird guys from the '80s. I pity the fool who don't make fun of me. Sucker. Well, what the hell's this new? So it's like what? Every time we're gonna mention a name, we're gonna play a sounder. <laughs> I find it funny. It's just, this is me. It's just that's just kind of what happened. So what is on the mind of the Prince of Pickletown tonight? I'm just dying uh, to know. Have you come to stir some controversy? Should I? No, you do enough for that on other shows. What's on your mind? What's <laughs> on other shows? Uh, I got an email here from the general manager, and I quote, Walkie, you are one of the general manager's favorite callers, and he's glad to hear your voice this week. He must. I, I yes. I I am a unique type of voice, or something like that. I just think he likes you for some reason. I don't know why. He yeah, likes you, you. not a lot, but he likes you. That's right. Maybe because I'm good or something. How about that? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I will gotta say I catch a little bit of um Raw tonight, and um. I didn't watch the whole thing thing yet because I have it at DVR. But um, uh, does it seem to you guys that um, the end of Raw and the way they put it in this uh, main event at Survivor Series is almost seem to be a lot too predictable? Because it almost seems like that Wade Bear is going to go ahead and win the title. Well, that's what you'd like to think. I mean, uh, that's what they'd like you to think. I think. Um, did I say that right? Did you think? <laughs> um. I've noticed this a lot lately, that even with TNA sometimes, we're getting these match stipulations that make us, the armchair quarterback bookers of professional wrestling that think we know everything, um, make these predictions that, you know, you're like, well, it's can't miss, and then they swerve you, or at least they try to. So I think with this John Cena thing, I agree with you. I think it hurts the match. I think it hurts the match big time because your suspension of disbelief is really assaulted here because, you know, John Cena wants out of Nexus, or at least he seems to want out of Nexus. By that match, will he still want out of Nexus, or will he have changed his mind? Who knows? Therein lies the, you know, what-if portion of the, of the, the storyline. Um but but going into it, you, you would think that since he wants out so bad, all he's got to do is help Barrett win the championship and his services with the Nexus are no longer needed. By the same token, if he doesn't help Barrett and, and, and Randy Orton retains, then Cena is also out of Nexus because he's fired. So it really comes down to John Cena. Does he want to keep his job or does he just want out of the Nexus at all costs? That is I would, true. I would think that you know, if he was going to do something to jeopardize his job as a means of getting out of the Nexus, he'd have already done it because he's been given too many chances already. 
And see, the cool thing about that, too, is when Wade Barrett wins the title because of John Cena's interference, John Cena can then get in the ring and fucking hit the, tr- the, the, the attitude adjustment on Wade Barrett. Why? Because he's no longer a member of the next services are no longer needed. But I think that but what this also will do is get ready for this, people, because I noticed that there was a lot of people bitching about, oh, Orton Cena again in the main event. Um, get ready for it, because after John costs Orton the title to get it to Wade, you're going to get some matches between Cena and Orton after that. Well, they're not as going so crazy with that feud as what they used to be, so I think it's still possible to do if they do a, a Cena-Orton match and all that type of stuff. I mean, tonight their match was uh, was pretty Tyrant, entertaining to watch. So Tyrant brings up a great point in the chat room. I kind of like this. What if Barrett wins at, at Survivor Series? Then Cena can now strike Barrett without being fired and beats the ever-living shit out of him and gets on the microphone and calls the Miz down to cash in the money in the bank. You know what? <laughs> that that could happen, but I got to be real honest. I think from a I think from a self-preservation thing, I think Miz is going to cash it in regardless at WrestleMania. It needs to be a big moment for him. It doesn't right. need to be just some, you know, oh, you know, this guy's beat down. I want to see him cash it in on a big-time show. Not that Survivor Series wouldn't be a big show, but I really no. think they should hold off till Mania with him. I really do. I think, I think with him being the glory hound that he is, wanting to be the man, I would think that it would be in his best interest to cash it in at the beginning of the main event at Mania not wait till somebody's beat up, but come down to the ring and say, hey, I'm going to cash this in because I want to be in the main event at WrestleMania. That well, would mean is. Yeah. Well, I, I think that they put the thing on Barrett. I don't think he's going to have it for long. I think they'll just do a thing and then he'll You'll be surprised with six guys behind him to help keep the title on him. No, well, it could be. But, I mean, I, if we're talking about him having that thing at WrestleMania, I, I doubt that, but probably have for at least a couple months to make it something. I mean, obviously they're going to they're gonna go nuts about having him win the title. I mean, cried out loud, the fucking four kids been screaming about it every WWE pay-per-view. So, I mean... No, DJ, in the chat room, you're wrong. He can still cash it in at WrestleMania. Now, as, as soon as the WrestleMania main event is over, then that's, that it's no good. But through WrestleMania, that title contract is good. And, and actually, he won it at, in, in July. So he yeah, literally true. has till July to cash that in. But they, said, but they said he has till WrestleMania. Did they? I don't remember them saying that. Yeah, I do. They said he has till WrestleMania. That's kind of ridiculous, though. He won it in July. I remember, so. thinking, I remember thinking, God, that's a long time to hold that, number one. Number two, you know, are they going to have another money in the bank at WrestleMania? So then, I mean, how do they, you know? I don't think they are because they still have money in the bank for July next year. So I really don't think they're going to do Money in the Bank at WrestleMania anymore, which is kind of sad. I don't think they need a Money in the Bank pay-per-view, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm not well, booking the show. July, he won it in July, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so July, August, see, August September, October, November, December. March, when the, and April would be just nine months. It'd still be within a 12-month period. That's true. I mean, isn't that... I don't need to take off my shoes and start counting, do I? No. No, don't, <laughs> no. don't do that. That is not necessary. I mean, if he gets a year from the day he won it, then he has until July 2011, and I know WrestleMania comes before that, so why wouldn't he be able to cash it in at WrestleMania? 
Well, if they want to, the way I see it, if they want to do really make the relevance to Miz as you know what you guys are saying, then they would make the logical sense for him to do it at WrestleMania. I mean, throughout the many times that, throughout the many times that the Money in the Bank has uh, been been around in the WWE, no one has ever cashed at WrestleMania. So, if he did, if he did it at WrestleMania, that would put a lot of relevance to him, as a lot of people are putting on. So if he did it at WrestleMania, I, I could I would see that it's a very big thing if he were and if he even won the title. Well, so. that's that's a way to make him the player that we know he can be, that he's I going can, I to be. Agree with that. So I mean, he came to play. He did come to play. I mean, it's in it's it's, it's in his theme like music. The music said, "I came to play." Oh God, Bullshit. no more singing on this show, Walkie. Don't, don't start singing again. <laughs> we got a lot of horrible emails over that. I I don't think I could take that anymore. Yeah, we about lost. East singing or Crowley or who? You. You. About me? Yeah. Uh, well, fuck it then. You're, you're the only one that thought it was Oscar worthy. <laughs> I didn't say it was, I thought it was Oscar worthy. I thought I had Tony worthy, maybe, but not Oscar worthy. <laughs> Shit, I got a Tony. Who doesn't have a Tony? I'm not saying uh, a word on that one. I know somebody who doesn't have a Tony, and he's got a show on Broadway right now. Pee Wee. <laughs> Sorry, I had oh. to. I had to do it, and I had to do it. So, Walkie, is there anything else before we actually kick the kickstand and get the fuck out of here? Kick the kickstand, get out of here. I shall turn around, kick Pee Wee in the nuts, <laughs> and pickle out. So, I'll touch you guys later. And, and Walkie, consider yourself lucky that you're not in my EFED, so I can't job you out. Ah! Just saying. We'll talk why, to you later. Why aren't you in the EFED, pickle man? He's gone. So, at any rate, we have come to the close of the show. Already? Yeah. I was just having fun, man. I think it's cool when I actually rag on myself about the E-Fed, because, you know, that's awesome. Does. Might as well jump on the train. May as well. Maybe if we just bash ourselves every week, we'll be yeah. ahead of the game. I, I mean, the Pickle King of Chicago calls in. It's true. Talks about singing again on the show. Just yeah. craziness. I know. Talk about ending the show on a downer. Let's not do that. No, no way. No, let's no not do way. that. Let, let's, let's look ahead to the week. Obviously... Go pick up your copies of SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 and meet my ass online. I'm going to have to do that. Jay Jackson 33 if you have Xbox Live. I'll be online. Uh, send me an invite. I'm not on there at the moment, but it's uh, Trey Dog WNL, I believe. After I spend uh, a lot of time, I, I have you on my friends list. After I spend a lot of time tomorrow making JJ Sexay and Zangief and all these other characters that I'm going to create and actually make a bunch of finishers, I'll probably go online and check it out. But, again, if you do send me a request, a friend request... Tell me who you are, and then I'll accept the, the friend request. If it's just, you know, uh, Starship 59 wants to be your friend, it's like, well, too bad. So sad. Let Starship me know who you are. 59. I'm you just, know what we didn't talk about tonight? What did we not talk about? Not one time. I can't believe this. What? But we went through an entire episode without talking about Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> nice, Trey. Nice. Thank you. Had to get that in there. Alberto Dario. Very awesome. So stay tuned to the rest of the programs here on the SNS Radio Network. I will be doing a very abbreviated show tomorrow night with Charles Shane, maybe about an hour. Uh, we're going to do a cause cast, kind of our thoughts on SmackDown versus Raw 2011, since we'll have played the game. Charles has actually had it since Friday, that son of a bitch. So he'll be able to give you a more in-depth interview than I will. Uh, but we'll be discussing SmackDown versus Raw 2011, taking your calls and your emails. Just a little hour-long show, and then uh, the Causecast is going to be done for uh, 
probably the rest of the year since there's not going to be any more games coming out until right around WrestleMania when All-Stars. So maybe around Royal Rumble time, we'll bring the Causecast back. So if you guys want to be vocal, you want to, uh, you know, give us some, some support, let us know what you liked on the show, definitely call in tomorrow right here on the SNS Radio Network. Show starts at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time right here in the SNS chat room. So uh, definitely check out the Causecast. Friday, I'll be back with another edition of Unplugged covering SmackDown. We'll find out what's going on with Kane and The Undertaker, and maybe we'll find out something with Nexus. Who knows? But uh, definitely check that out. Starts at, uh, what time does my show start on Friday, Trey? Do you know? Show starts at? 10.30 Eastern. 10.30 Eastern. I was just saying if you knew that. 10.30 Eastern, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time. I know uh, things. No pay-per-view this weekend. So, Was anybody else shocked when they said that Alberto Del Rio was really from Mexico? Uh, no, I kind of figured he was from Mexico. I knew that was breaking news. I know. What is it with Mexicans? Brock Lesnar, you know, Chavo tweeted this earlier this week. Well, I guess not earlier this week. He tweeted this on Saturday that Latino people just seem to be the kryptonite for Brock Lesnar. First it was Eddie Guerrero, and now it's Cain Velasquez taking titles from the man. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Maybe he's not a burrito fan. So for all you Latinos out there, Santo Loco, buy everybody a taco, and you guys go celebrate. That's Congratulations right. to the new, uh, to the new UFC heavyweight champion, Cain Velasquez, over that uh, first round upset of Brock Lesnar. He just fucking kicked his ass, people. That's not racist at all. We don't do racist shit on here. I we, talk a black. I talk about a black man wanting to play a basketball game, and everybody starts going ape shit nuts. And you talk about a Mexican buying a taco, and nobody says a goddamn word. I should be Mexican because I love Mexican food. Okay. I love tacos. I love burritos. Well, I should be Chinese, but I don't want a little Peter. <laughs> so what's your excuse? Well. That's what she said. It's three inches long, but it's got a head like a house cat. There you go. Uh, again, too much information from the Trey Dog. But uh, on that note, we're going to kick it over to JSK, and we're going to take it out with some Toby Keith. music. Do what? So we got some good music tonight, all on the courtesy of the Trey Dog. Oh, like I don't ever play good music? What the fuck? No, I'm not saying that. We're not going to turn this into the fucking, you know, <laughs> find the worst fucking gayest goddamn song of the night we can find. Yeah, not on this show. Do we don't do shit like that. So. All right. With that said, stay tuned to the network right here, the SNS Radio Network. Be sure to go check out WrestlingNewsLive.tk. Ty Brayton is doing a fantastic job of updating the website yeah, Tomorrow, we're going to make some changes this week. Yeah, I think he's going to be updating some bios for both Trey and J.J. Sexay over there. So definitely check those out. I think I wrote a novel for him. And, you yeah, know, yours is a lot. I've been around for fucking ever, and yours is longer than mine. I know. I Just more accomplishments, Trey. What can I say? Hey, mine was, my, my, my bio starts out, and then there was day seven. Actually, Trey starts out with born to humble parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a dirt road outside of Stillwater, Oklahoma. Directions to his house included. Uh, turn left off the dirt road. If you've gone to the tree, you've gone too far. Pretty much. A lot of Mountain Dew references and Cheetos. on this one. road. Mine's the one in the middle. Yeah, definitely look for the Mountain Dew references and the Cheetos in his, his bio. It's there, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, everybody else is stealing my fucking jokes. I might as well get a few of them in myself. Well, you may as well, buddy. You may as well. On that note, let's kick it to JSK. We're getting out of here, guys. It's vaginal. It is vaginal. I'll see you guys tomorrow night, and I'll see you Friday. Good night, everybody. JSK, Peace. get us the fuck out of here, brother.
Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, peace, 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out. I was always quick to strike Had everything I owned In the saddles on my back I had a reputation For never staying very long Just like a wild and restless drifter Like a cowboy in a song I met a dark-haired beauty Where they laid the whiskey down In southern Arizona In a little border town She had to dance for money In that dusty old saloon I dropped a dollar in the jukebox Played that girl a tune, yeah Never see it coming It just hits you by surprise It's that cold place in your soul and that fire in her eyes That makes you come together Like wild horses when they run Now the cards are on the table And the bullets in the gun, yeah See you sitting on my Still had shots to kill when a man pulled up to own the bar in a Cadillac Deville. Grabbed her by her raven hair and threw her in the floor. Said no free rides for the cowboys, that ain't what I pay you for, no. She jumped up and grabbed my pistol, stuck it in a fat man's back. Said open up the safe and put your money in the sack. Tied his hands behind him and put a blindfold on his eyes. If you're dumb enough to chase this man, you dumb enough to die. Never see it coming, it just hits you by surprise. It's that cold place in your soul, that fire in her eyes that makes you come together. Like wild horses when they run, now the cards are on the table and the bullets in the gun, yeah. Across the border, down in Mexico, when you're running from the law, ain't that where everybody goes? We came to a town with a name I couldn't spell. She gave me what I came for in that Mexican motel. I woke up to sirens in a sound of running feet. There were 50 federales locked and loaded in the street. She grabbed my 44, I grabbed the money in the sack. She kissed me for the last time and we hit it out the back Every gun was on us and every heartbeat pounded And there's only one thing left to do when they got you all surrounded She fired that old pistol, but we didn't stand a prayer the money hit the gravel, bullets filled the air Never see it coming, just hit you by surprise It's that cold place in your soul, that fire in her eyes That makes you come together, like wild horses when they run Now the cards are on the table and bullets in the gun Bullets in the gun Bullets in the gun
Hey! Hello? Still here? You brought it on yourselves.